listening to The Virus. The Ron and Fez Show starts now. Sonny and my father always said that when I get older, I would understand. Well, I finally did. I learned something from these two men. I learned to give love and get love unconditionally. You just have to accept people for what they are. And I learned the greatest gift of all. The saddest thing in life is wasted talent. And the choices that you make will shape your life forever. But you can ask anybody from my neighborhood and they'll just tell you. This is just another Bronx town. Chance his girlfriend came across a needle and soon she did the same At home there were 17 year old boys and their idea of fun Is being in a gang called the Disciples High on Crack Toting a machine gun Church and kill everyone inside You turn on the telly And every other story is telling you Somebody died My sister killed a baby cause she couldn't afford To feed and it was sending people To the moon In September my cousin tried reaver for the very first time Now he's doing horse It's June
let's get down to it, Papa. Yeah. That's where we're going to go. We're going to get... What are we doing, rocking some live stuff? It's their live, uh, it's a live version. Why are we going different? I thought I'd mix it up. Just mix it up today. Come on. It's beautiful. Prince's birthday. Might as well get things crazy. Well, because of Prince's uh, birthday, you play another band live? Sure. I think it sounds good. Oh, these boys need to get back in the studio. All right, Surround so a Fez show on what I'm now guessing Tuesday. And uh, bring him back alive Tuesday. If we're going by Hicks, because it's all live versions today. It's all he's playing for the rest of the day. And happy birthday to the Little Purple Prince. And sitting in today, uh, filling in for some of the callers, our own Jay Lawson's from... I'm going to say you're from Twitter, but I don't know if, if you grew up there. I did grow up on but that's Twitter. How, well, we actually met you at the Unmasked. Yes. And then your tweets have made you somewhat <laughs> semi-famous. <laughs> And we'll get to that a little later on in the show. Now, there are some calls that have been hanging in the air for a full 20 hours. Uh, we'll get to some of those. I was going to say the number, but again, I'm recording right now because I'm fighting crime, much like Batman. Um, let's go over here to Aaron. Aaron in Maine. Aaron. Hey, um, here's my problem, Ron. Call Dr. Michio Kaku. I live off the um, coast of Maine on an island you're in New York on grand duty, grand jury duty. I'm losing my, I'm losing my mind here, man. I don't know what's going on anymore. Now, why, why would that make you snap, and why do we have to bring Kaku in on this? Because it's a time travel wormhole vortex thing, dude. You're fighting crime in the big city. A butterfly flaps his wings over here. There's a buffalo. Dude, I'm losing it. I'm in Maine. Why, why does this affect me so much? Now, you're off the coast of Maine. Yes, sir. And you stay there 12 months out of the year? Yes, sir. What's a winter like? Oh, dude, it's a it's a wasteland. It sucks. It's a tourist place, and they board up all the shops and lock everything down, and there's nothing to do. It's like a Stephen King novel. Now, do you have trouble if you need to get off the island in the middle of winter, not being able to do it? There's a bridge. Okay. Because I think I'd flip out if I was just one of those guys that, like, I can't leave the island when I want to. What's going to happen when I go on jury duty? Then I'll be going crazy, and I won't be able to believe it. I, I, I don't know what to do anymore. All right. By the way, say hi to JA. She's here today. And she's really uh, gorgeous. Yeah, she I really her on Twitter. Yeah. She's definitely gorgeous and she's got this you know, there's there's a whole bunch of strangeness like she lets on a little bit out of her kind of crazy past. <laughs> you know, she kind of admits to the crazy chick thing and uh some of the tweets are Well, they I'll say you and Brazilian Julie have the nuttiest of all tweets. <laughs> Where we go, I wonder if I should call 911. I think Julie is totally normal. Her tweets get very, very depressed sometimes. Every once in a while, yeah. Now, when I talk to her, totally normal. Oh, Mr. P, everything's great. I'm bringing you some Brazilian chocolates. But then her tweets are, I'm going to open my vein, and I'm going to throw myself into a, a bad dog's mouth. And I don't know what the hell she's talking about. Well, I think there's two types of Twitter people. I think there's people who are more interesting on Twitter, and then there are people who are more interesting in real life. I unfortunately think I'm more interesting on Twitter. Now, who is somebody that you think, oh, their their tweets are dumb, and then in real life, 
Um, there's one guy, he's like a, he's, he's more an O&A, I think. I actually met him once in the park. His name's Nathan Brimmer. I think that's his Twitter name. Totally innocuous tweets, always tweeting to the, you know, the show people. Meet him in person. He's like a marathon runner. He has like some fantastic job. He's super interesting. I'm like, wow, I have nothing to bring to this conversation. All right, but here's the thing. Can you be an interesting person and then a, a dull tweeter? That would oh, be interesting. Absolutely. I know. I know a bunch of them. <laughs> and some people are like, you going, I know they're better than their tweets? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. You're like, oh, don't judge them by their tweets. Like, meet them in person before you <laughs> See, I think the difference is, too, you know you have these weird guys who swarm you, so you want to keep them entertained with a little kind of, oh, I'm a little kind of off here. I'm a little edgy. Because we don't know if you're really like that in real life. Yeah, sometimes it's like, I call it... um like Twitter editorializing almost. It's like, ah. I'm just going to tweak this thing a little bit just to make it a little more entertaining for whoever may be getting entertained. And you call a lot of your followers loser followers. You oh. say, my loser followers. Constantly. I wake up every morning. I say, I can't wait to see what my loser followers are up to. Do you feel like you're, you're tweeting too much? Um, sometimes when I think about when I started, it was for the internship I was doing. Yeah. So I feel sort of bad when I realize that all these people are still following me, all these people with normal lives and who really don't care about all the ridiculous things I get into. Would it be easy enough for them to delete themselves out of there, though? They really could. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll go and read your tweets, okay. and then I'll be like, uh, I don't know how we're there. We're going to pick out some of them today. Okay. And go over them and find out whether they're true or fictional. I'm going to fucking James Fry you, is exactly like what I'm that. saying. <laughs> I'm going to James Fry you. You're going to Oprah me. Um, well, here's the thing. Oprah forgave him. Mm. Um, and I don't know whether she, like, I thought she beat him up too bad before, but then I also don't see forgiving him, because he was a fucking liar. Yeah, he was a liar. Period. An interesting person, but still a liar. No, I will tell you this, because I met him. Oh, really? Much more interesting writer than a person. As a person, he was dull as fucking dirt, um, and very small and very timid. But when I read Million Little Pieces, I'm like, oh, this fucking guy's a real goer. You know, he's crazy, and he's interesting, and I, and that was just you know his fantasy. You really wish that they could have just let him just publish it as fiction. Why did everybody decide, oh, it has to be a memoir to be to be popular? Well, it's kind of an interesting thing, and I mean, I didn't plan on going in this direction, but nobody uh, slams these reality shows for being fiction. A mob housewives, no one ever acts like, oh, they're really doing that. What? It, why is it we've taken books? And, you know, they started saying that anybody that wanted their money back from that book mm -hmm. could have it. Uh, you never say, I, I want my life back from watching Survivor, and that's fucking fake. I don't know if there's anybody who's... Well, first of all, I just think having a camera there makes it different. The fact that we have microphones today, we talked differently than if we didn't. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you would have passed gas three times by, by now. Well, I already if, have. Silently? Yeah, silent. All right, Hicks, keep an eye on her for me, please. <laughs> Will do. Um... Let's go over here to uh, Jim. Jim, you're on the Run of Face show. Hey, guys. What's going on? What can we do for you? Hey, I was wondering if you saw... It, there's a 
win-win the movie by uh i think it's thomas mccarthy yes. and what you thought i was I, i'll give you my quick one which was guy's a pretty interesting filmmaker i mean his movies the the station agent and the visitor and this one i thought were all you know kind of good uh good stories they're real small movies and they're very very enjoyable and i'm a fan i've seen all three films and i like them all yeah i i agree and i i think it's it's kind of nice to not it, it doesn't have to be a big movie. There's no, you know, there's no car chases. There's no real drama that isn't. I guess you know, it's more like real like, life, like real yeah. life problems. It's a, you know, uh, there's some people who don't want to see that. Other people, myself, I'm looking for some humanity. And then I like any film that takes place in North Jersey. Yeah. One other thing is the the kid in the movie. I, I think I saw online was actually a, a state champ uh, high school wrestler. Yeah, he was a wrestler, and they brought him in, and they said that he was kind of a fuck-up as an actor, like he was late. He didn't even know if the film would come out. It didn't, like, I guess he didn't know who Giamatti was or anything. He wasn't all that impressed with this. But well, he was really natural. How many, how many 16-year-old kids uh, watch, you know, Giamatti films? You know what I mean? But uh, you should try and have uh, Thomas McCarthy on if he's ever plugging anything. So. I will do that. I mean, what I really like to do uh, is have the people who have the giant cartoon movies. Those are my all-time favorite. <laughs> cartoon movies, number one, two, robot fighting robot movies. I love those. And then uh, third, uh, girl on girl uh, porn. Hicks, if you had to say what your favorite genre of movie is right now, what it would it be? Probably, maybe the documentary right now. That might be beginning to become my favorite. Is that because you, know? you forced me into another one tonight? Maybe, you know. It's you be realize good. how long me. my days or, are now. This was last night. I know. I understand. White Chris and Black Earl just trying to extend my... My name is Chris. My, but they no, call you White Chris. No need to point out my whiteness. You're really white, though. I know, pal. Uh, did you call me pal? I said I'm pal. Oh. Uh, here's uh, Bill. Bill, you're on my Ron, thank you very much for your commitment to your listeners. I really appreciate it. Well, I do that for you. Thanks. That's it? Well, I also want to say hi to J.A. She's very sweet. I've talked to her a couple times on Twitter. She's very nice. Uh, what is your Twitter name? Uh, I'm Mechanic Bill. Oh, hi, Bill. How, what, did you try the cannolis? I didn't try the cannolis. Oh, I, had to, I had to run right. to catch a train. Wait a minute, where, where were these cannolis from? A place called Mike's Pastry in the North End. They're simply amazing. Next time you're up in the area, Ron, you got to get there. I will definitely do that. Uh, you Have were just day, in Boston? Everyone. I was in Boston a few weeks ago. My brother graduated from college. What school? Northeastern. Mm. Five-year program, international business. He's very... He's the good child. He's the one that didn't that the parents aren't embarrassed about. No, they're not embarrassed. He learned from all of my mistakes. Very smart. What was your what was your big fuck up? You see yourself as the All my parents ever wanted from me was to do my homework, go to school, go to class. I couldn't even do that. So, we they don't ask a lot. You didn't go to class? Yeah, I was always, you know, I, was, I always had headaches and stomach aches and anxiety. I grew up like a little ball of anxiety. And then they say, oh, you have ADD. Take some Adderall. Take some Ritalin. Mm -hmm. So high school was a mess. What did the Ritalin and Adderall do? It made me crazy. They don't even warn you at that mm. point. I mean, this was 19... 
96. They mm. don't they don't warn you. They're like this is going to make you feel better. It made me feel like I was about to fly off the face of the earth at all times. X, you did Adderall as like a party drug, right? Yeah, fuck yeah. You crush up some Adderalls, you bang them out. And all the kids who were taking taking Adderalls were selling them to the kids like me who wanted to snort them. How much? Uh, I think it was like a buck fifty a pill or something. I knew the guy, so he was just like he was basically just giving it to me. You know, at that point you should fucking give it away if it's your friend. It's <laughs> like give me three dollars for two. His bullshit. Fucking drinking all night here. Now you and I have talked about this before. I don't know how comfortable you are with it, but you've been through substance stuff, right? Oh yeah. Like myself. Uh, do you think that's where it came from? Do you think? Uh, Came from medicine at first? No, I, I think it's little. I didn't have a huge trauma. I didn't have anything like that that you hear about from certain people. I think it was just little steps, and your life goes in a certain direction. I know that as a child, I was incredibly anxious all the time. I was incredibly scared and sensitive. And so I think that just gravitating towards substance or whatever that would separate me from those feelings was natural. I mean, mm. you want to escape what makes you feel bad. Right. Um, so I know that, like, the first time I smoked pot, I was like, this is a miracle for me. How old were you then? I'm 15. So for you, as soon as you smoke weed, great. Drinking, great. Anything that isn't normal is great for you. Yeah, anything that's not reality. Yeah. I think I talked about this before. Like, when I was a kid... Right up until I quit anything. I never remember turning down anything at any time. If someone said, I have some of this, I would do it. Mm -hmm. Now, there's other people that would give that an, an incredible amount of thought before they would do it, ask a bunch of questions. Hey, where are we going to be with it? Do it. And I'm not even saying that like, oh, I was like some Tasma Tasmanian devil running around. But it never occurred to me to say, no, I don't want to. Uh, which is one of the reasons I ended up fucking speed my balls off at my grandfather's funeral. Uh, because on the way there, someone has some fucking trees. I'm like, yeah. And then later, I'm like, oh, man, I'm pretty fucking wired here. Showing mm -hmm. through my own goddamn bottom lip. Yeah, I was at college orientation just rolling my balls off. Some guy <laughs> at the train station was like, you want some meat pills? I'm like, okay. Yeah. Sure. You've never turned anything down, Hicks? I don't think so. Not that I can remember, no. Yeah, snort half, eat the other half, have a good time. Now, do you, ag do you agree with what Jay said, that, that straight life just doesn't feel good to you? It feels weird. It feels very strange. Even like when I did my Lents, when I wasn't drinking, mm -hmm. I was still smoking pot and other things and uh it just just being totally sober just feels weird it just doesn't feel straight doesn't feel and when my dad would clean up he would fuck like when i saw him yeah when he was just sober and straight it was the weirdest fucking thing in the world like he acted like a totally different person didn't understand what the fuck was going on in what way did you like him more or less um he just seemed really fucking on edge and just really fucking just jumpy and because like, obviously he's been fucking banging dope for so long, and he just you know went cold turkey or whatever. I didn't understand that. I was a little kid. But. See, that's one of the things I don't think they have figured out in the legal system yet. That a lot of people, and not all, but a lot of people who have uh, drug addictions that they end up sending to prison are just self medicating. Nothing but self medicating. And then of course they don't exactly know where the line is. So they end up, you know, falling asleep on the fucking park or whatever. Um, so what do you do now, Jay, now that you're in a more sober part of your life? Now that I'm in a more sober part of my life? Are you life? still, are you? No, not 100%. What, what? 
keeps you from being 100%? Um, I Drinking and drugs? Uh, yeah, like um, I started smoking pot again. Mm-hmm. About, I think I was 100% sober for a year. I went in 2008, so I was 100% sober for a year. But how can you even call it that when they put you on so much medication? They they put you on these medications. Who put you on the medication? The rehab? Um, yeah, the rehab and my therapist. I'm on, you know, seeing five different therapists and I'm on just pills, pills, pills. And I, I mean, I don't even really remember that year just from what they were prescribing me. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I got so mad about that. Um, stopped doing those, stopped going to therapy, because at some point you just get tired of talking about yourself. Right. I mean, you see, you, when you're in recovery, it's just, it's all you think about. It's exhausting. And then I said, you know, I need a, I need a crutch. It's, it, I admit it, like pot is my crutch. I keep it in my apartment. Just to know that it's there is fine for me. Mm. Like I don't do it every day. I don't have to, but just to know that God forbid I get it, I get anxiety. Something bad happens. I can go to it. See, a lot of anxious people think that weed just sets them off, though. They I, go in the exact opposite direction that you're talking about. I know, and I think that I uh, I'm really good with training my brain to feel the way I wanted to do with drugs. I think that I'm like the best drug addict I've ever met in my entire life. I never go too far. That's why people were so surprised when I went into rehab because I'm not the person that's stumbling down the street half unconscious. I'm not the person that's passing out. I'm not the person. I'm so. I always know exactly how far I can go. And I always do the drugs that I know are going to make me feel exactly how I want to feel. How about with alcohol? Alcohol was never... I never loved alcohol. I didn't drink until... Seriously drink until I was 20, 21. And then only really started drinking when it just became easier. I was back living at home and I couldn't sit in my bedroom and, you know, rip bong hits. So I could sit in my bedroom and smoke bourbon or Mm -hmm. drink bourbon. It was easier. It was more accepted. I never... It was never like... Oh, I miss booze. I miss booze. It was never that. This is all about weed for you and pills. It's it's just the escapism. Mm. It's about escaping from reality. Uh, you know, I can't pinpoint it on one thing. It's easy for my family to say, "Oh, Jill's not drinking." It makes them feel good. That's why I don't drink. Like I know that I could go and have. It's it's easy for them. But for you, you said that. You were the person who could maintain, but then your family noticed that you were drinking too much. No, they didn't know. What happened was, um, I was like, every cry for help you could possibly do. I had a really bad two years. I had, uh, you know, a significant other pass away. I had my very special grandmother, you know, grandmother was very important to me, pass away. I used it as an excuse Mm -hmm. to not want to live anymore. I definitely didn't want to live anymore. I remember I turned 28 and I was like, I can't believe I'm this old. Like, I really thought I'd be dead by now. I'm exhausted. I can't do this. So then I just stopped eating. That's when people notice. Like, after a month of just drinking and not eating and they're like, I think I went home to visit and my dad's like, wow, Jill's in trouble. Because you were so thin? Because I was so thin. Like, they literally needed to see. I needed to show people that I was in trouble because no one was picking up on it. The weird thing is that's where I thought you looked your best. I thought you're so thin, you look great in clothes. Everyone says that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hicks, now, when you party, is it because you don't want to feel? You're afraid to feel? or Let's numb this fucker up. Let's just fucking just... Comfortably numb? Turn my fucking brain off. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what I like. 
I pretty much narrowed that one down. Just fucking whatever. Because it's not just one thing. It's just throw it all together. Yeah. Booze, drugs, pot, whatever. I don't give a fuck. See, let's keep it going. But see, for me, like, everybody in my neighborhood was exactly like me. So I didn't even know there was any fucking difference. Like, even all my, all my friends' older brothers were the same way. Everyone I knew was like, let's get fucked up, let's get fucked up. And it wasn't until years later... That I found out that a lot of people were like you, like, hey, how do you maintain a little bit? Even in my neighborhood, like, we would have a third shift, and the men used to go in and do shots before uh, work in the morning when they were getting off. So you, a bar in my neighborhood might be packed at 7, 8 o'clock in mm -hmm. the morning. Packed. Sounds awesome. So it was like years, well, now you don't have factories. No one fucking really wants to get drunk before they go work in a cubicle. I gotta design a website. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but I remember like being a little kid. <laughs> I remember being a little kid on a fucking on a bus. I'd be like in you know fifth or sixth grade, and you look out and you see these men stumbling around in a parking lot, going, "Oh God, being an adult is so fucking great. Just drink first thing, party all fucked the time. up, everyone's having fun." That whole thing about staying a kid never interested me. I always liked the idea of like I can't wait till I fucking get older and can figure out what I I want to do. Uh, I also I want to bring up one of your crazy tweets right now. All right, this is one I'm interested in. Um, Hartford County Pizza Luna beats everything in New York. It, it honestly does. I am a big fan of Connecticut pizza. Yes. Uh, I don't know Hartford though. You're saying this is the best pizza in Connecticut? It, it really... The, there's this little cluster around Hartford County, and they do pizza right. Well, you know, we're in a thing that I think even Jersey and Long Island have better pizza than the city. They've, they've driven the pizza places out of New York. It's too expensive to be here. It's expensive. You're getting a pizza... You're getting pizza 30... You're talking $30, like, no matter what you're getting. Right. I had one place... Uh, two places that I would go back and forth from... One of them moved. One, they're now they're one in Manhattan, closed. They're only in Brooklyn now. So, I'm really disappointed. Uh, I'm, I'll, I'll go up to New Haven for uh, pizza. I think it's out of this world. But you, you know, you tell people Connecticut food, and because Connecticut doesn't even have a food thing, but there's great dogs up there. There's some great burger places. I'm talking about straight comfort food. Comfort food. Uh, and they do like really breakfast and donuts well in Connecticut. Um, a lot of great bakery places. When I'm traveling, and the thing about Connecticut is I never just go there. I'm traveling through there to go somewhere else. But I will stop in Connecticut. So now it looks like i got to make a hard foot run. Hicks, you don't know about this, though, do you? Because you're all a story. You don't like to get out. A-Town. A-Town's got plenty of good stuff, Ron. Got beer gardens and whatnot. The rest of the city's ripping us the fuck off. <laughs> Seriously, it's like fucking five years ago. I think there was uh, one beer garden in Queens. Now there's 60 in the fucking boroughs. Uh, here's the zombie. Go ahead, buddy. Hey, what's up, Ronnie? Pat, Fez, is Fez there? Yes, right he here. is. Hey, Fez. Hey, um, J.H., you really hit home on a couple of topics for me, especially, especially just knowing that you have the particular drug in question there when you get the anxiety really, really, really makes a lot of sense to me. And I'm, I'm sure it does to a lot of people out there. And as far as pizza goes, we got great pizza here on Staten Island. You know, Ronnie, the Albanians are learning how to make really good pizza. The who? The Albanians. You know what? I hear that. I, I see them as ruining pizza right now to me. 
They're uh, not. They're not. They're doing good. Here in the city, uh, I have no time for them. Uh, they're the people on Ray's, I think, right? I can't walk uh, into a Ray's pizza of any kind. I don't know. The, the one here at Staten Island is called Roma Delight. They're awesome. I always get their Hawaiian pizza all the time. Uh, but the, the reason I'm calling, and this is a little bit off topic, I don't know if... No, there's no such thing as topic. Whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> okay. Have you been to Citizens Bank yet? Ballpark? Uh, uh, yes, I have. Okay. I'm, I'm a diehard Yankee fan. Do you feel that with all of these new ballparks and all of the amenities that come with it, that it's harder to focus on the game? Well, obviously, because there's other stuff. If you take kids with you, they want to get up and leave the game and go see these things. And uh, I know people act like, oh, it's making it more of a family place. I like the fact that the kids go there and learn about the game of baseball. So I don't like all that other stuff. No, neither do I. I mean, City Field for the Mets, I mean, you need something. I mean, down in center field, they have basically a virtual amusement park for the kids. Yeah. But that's the Mets, so. Because they don't have baseball, is what you're saying. <laughs> they definitely um, don't. But, but you uh, know what? Punch it out. Thank All right, you. Peace. You can be like one of those guys who just act like the past is better, the past is better, but things change. But I liked it better, you know what I mean? But then again, I was a little kid then. So I liked the fact that it felt edgier. And a little scarier to be in a ballpark than it does now. And it was so cute when the kids used to sit and just take the stats and write. You know, you would find a way to get the kid to be interested in the game. It wasn't about just distracting them until the game was over. You know who does the stat work now is old ladies. Old ladies. When I was in uh, Florida, I'd have uh, the spring training tickets to all the Phillies games. I would go there, and it would always be old ladies, and I'd be like, hey, you, you, you know, you still do the stats. And they always say, I never even liked baseball. My, I used to go with my husband, got into the stats, and it would always be heartbreaking. I must have met two dozen old ladies who outlived their husbands and uh, still go to the games and do the stats. That's hard. That is heartbreaking. But it's sweet. It's nice. They it's feel connected. Sweet. I love talking to old ladies. Or talking to you guys about dope. It doesn't matter either way. <laughs> either or. Although I'm thinking about it, I never had, a, I never could keep a stash when I was using. Never. Mm. I felt like. Uh, Why save for later? Yeah. Who knows what could happen? <laughs> We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Fuck no. That's why I always get in trouble. People go, oh, you're not a, you know, well, none, I don't even know. You're not a real addict. How can you do that? How can you have booze in the house? How can you have stuff around? And I don't know how, I don't know how to answer that. I've thought do you about feel like you're a real addict, though? I feel like I'm not, I feel like I've learned a lot of tricks to escape life, and it's affected my life, and some of them are drugs and alcohol. I don't know if you can call that. And when you say affected your life, you mean negatively. Negatively. I, I mean, I would have liked to have been successful at something by this point. But when you just check off the days 10 minutes at a time, slowly, it sort of like my whole day, my whole day is just getting up and trying to get through the day. I'm not thinking about a month from now. I'm not thinking about a year from now. Just today. It's just like, let's get through today. So is that just still anxiety? I th I think so. I think it's this is just being unable to process to process the concept of of the future. Like what what the hell am I going to do? I have to support myself. I have to you know, knowing me I'm going to live to 90. I swear. You'd rather not. You'd I'd rather, rather not. Oh. I mean, it's it's just seems every once in a while you get those depressed those depressed days and you're just like how the 
fuck am I going to do this for 50 more years? This is exhausting. Jesus. I said, oh, I'm going to do another one of your tweets where you said life stuff being so lifey. Yeah. You're not crazy about life. It's it's so. I, I but the, on the other hand, I love it. I I'm I love the little beauties and the little joys in life. Like I I, I can find such small joys. Mm-hmm. It's the big. It's the big picture stuff. I just can't do. I can't pay a bill. Like I'll have the money in my account. I just won't pay it. Just I don't know why. Just to make my life harder. I won't pay it until they turn my phone off. I'm like, oh okay, finally I'll pay the pay the bill. Well, you must have great credit, huh? Super credit. <laughs> Making looking for an apartment really awesome. <laughs> oh, I don't know why you're leaving that place. The pictures look great. Oh, boyfriend. Um, your boyfriend? Ex, ex-boyfriend. He tricked me. Tricked you in what way? Well, it was his apartment first. Mm-hmm. He's been there. And then he moved out to go to law school. And he said, well, if you, you resign the lease, we won't be rent stabilized anymore. So you should sublet from me. So we, our rent won't go up. And I said, oh, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. So when we finally broke up, he basically was like, yeah, I'm taking the apartment back. What's the rent? 19. Fuck. You should see the outdoor area. I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> it's huge. It's just furious. <laughs> hey, if I could have a place for 19, my, all my dreams would be true. My neighborhood's now. I've read some article in New Yorker. It's now two grand for a one-bedroom apartment. Mm-hmm. Astoria. Mm-hmm. It's fucking. It, it doesn't make any sense. Astoria is not getting to be much cheaper than New York, and neither is Brooklyn. And yet, for some reason, I'll tell you, there's some kind of fucking, I don't know, economy problems. Not here. There's plenty of young professionals moving into my fucking neighborhood. It's crazy. My friends act so surprised when they say it, too. They're like, oh, this is unbelievable. I'm like, There's walk-up apartments all over the city that are exactly like this. Why does everyone feel compelled to live? Oh, you have to have a doorman? That Who is the cares? big thing. Everybody wants an apartment that looks like they live in the suburbs. Uh, oh, it's the worst. I would, rather, I would rather die than be separated from the world by an elevator, by, to have to deal with a doorman looking at me every time. I would get stuck in those places. I can't even walk through the lobbies of some of those buildings. I tried to look at a few of those apartments. Mm-hmm. Got to the front. Got to the front door. I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. Because it's just so stale feeling. It's so stale, and all the doors are hollow, and the walls are thin, and you can hear everything. You can hear everything in those buildings. You can murder you hookers like in my apartment. I love pre-war. Yeah. So the walls are like a foot thick. Yeah, my um, my. I went old school in this last place, and it's really weird because some of the people in my building uh, had been there since, like, the 30s, and I I think that they were actually getting money back for living in their apartment. (laughs) That's how cheap their rent was, that somehow they were owed cash. But it's weird because you can live next door to people. Uh, You know, it's like airplane seats. You really want to have an awful fucking airplane trip ask the guy next to you what he paid for a fucking ticket it makes you want to fucking call for the stewardess you get so pissed off there must be some kind of problem because this guy <laughs> is here for free and i'm paying a lot of money shouldn't i be closer to the front of yeah. the airplane yeah that's another thing they tre- they still treat you like you're a fucking rat fuck um let's go over here to snow you're on run fez how are you hey how y'all doing I have to call Hicks out at the, for what? at the end of the show yesterday. Did you actually put Shaq ahead of Wilt Chamberlain? He's actually number fucking one. 
Who is? Shaq? Shaq. Best big man all time. I know that you're a fucking asshole. Shut up. Easy. Never. Who was better free throw shooter than that? I got dominated. You keep him behind. Keep him behind. That's Kazam. You actually mentioned those movies. That's a positive. You forgot about Steel. Chamberlain did Conan. The what? second one that was really bad was worse than anything Shaq ever did. So fuck off. What about um? What about Shaq's rap uh, career? Shaq Fu. Yeah, come on. He was fucking. He was the shit. He's got skills. He had the head with that accent he used in Conan and watched Kazam ever. I don't think it was Conan he was on. He was Conan the Destroyer. Conan the Destroyer. It was much worse than the I first one. I thought it was one. Conan O'Brien he did for a while. First one, but it's still better than anything. Anything Shaq did. Um, you're not going anyway. to convince me. It seems like you're starting to go his way a little bit, though. No, no, I'm firmly in the Shaq camp. You cannot mention movies and put forget Kazan. That thing was horrible. I thought it was fantastic, to be completely honest. And I think... Like Don't I you said, two see that you love each other? Don't you understand what's happening here? How many championships... All I know is I love Shaq. Compared to Shaq. Here, listen to this shit. I know I got skills. You want to fight? Come fight me. I hit you with the... I'm going to go back through some tweets for J.A. By the way, I think that you've turned on Shaq now. Thanks. Never. I heard it a little bit. <laughs> that guy was not convincing. Why would you tweet this? The only reason why I tan is to cover these bruises. <sighs> you know, that's not true. It's actually true. That's what, a true tweet. What are you bru bruising from? Um, I run into things. My man's fist? Yes. Good excuse. Also, mouths. What are you getting? Hickeys like you're a fucking eighth no. grade? No. Bite marks are the new hickeys, Ronnie. Oh, I see. So it's all about biting? Yeah. So your boyfriend's a biter? He's a biter. Hicks, you, uh, do you bite or allow yourself to get bit? No, that sounds painful. She likes pain. You know why? What's that? So she can finally feel something. I can feel something. No, it takes my mind off of whatever else. The sex? Again. It's <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's not that. It's more of like a foreplay thing, I think, the biting. I've always had, I don't know if you've noticed trends mm -hmm. lately, but the whole, whole like violent sex thing is been very trendy and it's been going up the last Viral. few years um and what, up. and what reason you think that is i have no i think it's like the every other generation thing like back in the 50s there literally was terrible spousal abuse and there still is but then everyone got so careful and moved away from it. And now the kids are like, oh, look at this different thing we can do. Like, look at, we can play. We can go back and play this power thing again. And it's not acceptable in society for the man to be in power and the woman to clearly not be. But you can still play and pretend. I also think it's because kids are only learning about sex from online fucking oh, porn. Absolutely. And um, they're completely confused now. Uh and they don't have the same chance to kind of feel their way through it. You know what I mean? It isn't like, uh, let's say, a kid having sex 20 years ago would be like, well, I'm bad about it, but this feels good and that feels good. Mm -hmm. They watch that and then they think this is how you do it. They don't even know. 
uh, because the truth of the matter is a very high percentage of people are just awful at sex. They're just fucking running some kind of uh, gimmick. And it always has been that way. I don't think it's getting worse, but I do think the um, the new thing is to just be like, I want to be exactly like the porn people. But not like I want to be like them. They don't know any other way. Yeah, they, they don't realize there's there's an alternative. Right. Because um, you don't really, you don't see romantic porn and... Even in the even in the movies, the movies that you hear about, it's all these like graphic, violent sex scenes, or that's what everyone's talking about. I don't know. On the other hand, I sort of wish when I was growing up that I had more access to the internet because I had these ideas and I had these thoughts, and I thought I was so different. And now I thought, oh god, I'm so crazy. Where did these come from? Something's wrong with me. You know, it could have gone, I could have had a community. And I mean, now people that have these things have a community, and you can realize, oh, this isn't insane. This is normal. Other people do this. And yet, at the same time, and, and I get your point, I think having a community is, you know, is great and all, but I also think it stops growth. Like, I think there's really something great about being the artsy fucking kid in Iowa and having to get out of Iowa rather than act like, I'm just going to sit here and live in this fucking cyber world, you know? I mean, all of our great writers that ended up becoming like New York writers, so many of them were from the South, you know? And now, how many, do you, how many people do you think, instead of becoming great writers, are just really good at IMs or fucking fantasy role-playing fucking... Things Ton, you know? tons of people. I mean, that's what Twitter is. That's that is me. That is people saying, you know what? This this uh, text is too good for one person. You know, I want as many people to read this as possible. Um, but no one's sitting down and and writing it all together coherently. I think that that's a really hard, a really hard step. Yeah, I mean, I think to the difference between. Um, let's say Twitter and a novel was fucking light years. Mm -hmm. And and I don't know if people who tweet then think I'm going to work myself into somewhat of a substantial piece of work. But on the other hand, if you read like Ellis, like you could take his novels apart and make them into tweet, 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 tweet. Like his thoughts are so quick. The dialogue's so quick. Okay. No, but no, can you take a bunch of tweets and turn that and into, turn a novel? into a novel? See, that's the thing. I think that he is a person that probably um, thinks about writing, thinks about you know moving people a lot more than you know when you're when you're tweeting. The main thing is to be first when you're responding on a message board. You know, for first person. I can't believe how many annoying people write them first on. Still. Yeah. Still. And it's been, what, how many years now? 15 or something? It's crazy. <laughs> now, what was the thing that made you feel like a weirdo there in Connecticut that you feel like you could have went online and connected with? Um, just, well, for like growing up Catholic, you just have that sort of guilt about sex that's just inside of you. You don't even realize what it is. Right. Um, and I, I mean, I had my first crush. I had my first crush on a cartoon character. It was the Robin Hood fox on the disney robin hood yes i had a literal actual crush on on this thing All right, let's get six. that up on on let's get the picture up because i remember the the robin hood fox i think that's the one that roger miller 
wrote the songs for. Um, but I want to get a good look at this. And you said you were 25 years old, and you had this <laughs> crush. So, f what was it about uh, the Robin Fox? I, I think that he was in charge. He was very in charge. He was very, um, I don't know, he was funny. He made his little lady fox laugh and swept her off her feet. And But also, they seemed like equals. Do we have any of the music? Are we grabbing some of his oh. rock? Well, you were a bizarre kid. Now, let me tell you this. Even if you had the internet, you weren't going to find the other, other little girls people. that got fucking turned on by a cartoon fox. <laughs> Although, Hicks, you said you grew up jacking off to anime, right? Oh, yeah. I would masturbate to anime, sure. Would you uh, have masturbated to a cartoon fox? Maybe if tentacle rape was going down, See, sure. I never get the tentacle rape. I just watched a tentacle rape video. I never get it. <laughs> I find it to be fucking disgusting. <laughs> That's another thing. I remember like old movies when I was younger, and there it would be like Fantasy World, and they would have like trees with vines that would attack you. That always turned me on, and I had no idea why. Like the tr vines would wrap around like the head, the damsel in distress, mm -hmm. and, and that like, would be a turn on. Completely, completely. Like people are like, where did all this? You know, I don't know if you look at my blog. Do you look at my Tumblr uh, every once in a while? What is the name of that? Um, Save Ghostwood. Yeah. Um, but I just I think I've always been interested in S and M and power and all that. And it, everyone's like, where did it come from? You must have been, you know, everyone the old thing. Oh, you must have been molested. It came from. You would have loved to have been molested by a cartoon fox. By a cartoon fox. Yeah. Hopefully with vines. But it just started. Oh, I love this movie. Oddly enough, this wasn't one of the more famous, but uh, because of Roger Miller, there's really great music in it. Well, that's an early day folk singer. And my job is to tell it like it is. Or was. Wait, is this Roger Miller who did the music on this? Yeah, I believe it is Roger Miller. Yep. John walking through the forest Laughing back and forth at what the other has to say Reminiscing this and that And having such a good time You don't care about the Friar uh, Tuck Bear at all? No. Never did anything for you? Come Which on. is interesting because those are the men that I go for now Are like sort of bearish <laughs> Big bellied Robin Hood and Little John running through the forest. Jack well, he doesn't care. He's smiling. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of, he was a ripoff of Bugs Bunny in a way, but then with the Robin Hood thing. So this was a turn on as a very little girl. Very little. Very little. And, and you used to go up and kiss your TV screen, <laughs> ask for your mom to replay the tape. And what did the Catholics do to you to fuck you up? I don't know. I think it's just like... Uh, you have all I I had all these feelings from very young. I, mean, I don't know if it's just from hormones. I don't know where it comes from, but I've always been. I used to like pray to God that guys would like me. Like mm. I'd be like, God, please have guys pay attention to me and like me. I just I physically needed attention, like the attention of males, and to have that that chemistry between 
between somebody and me and then you you go to church every day you get confirmed you go through all these things and you they just keep saying oh it's so bad it's so bad it's so bad you know you get this idea that there's always someone watching over you all the time right. i mean that's nerve-wracking you just want to have some time to yourself <laughs> No, God and the saints are keeping an eye on you all the yeah. time. So it's just, I was half repressed. I repressed all these things that sort of came out later in life because of it. Like maybe if I had just dealt with it then, dealt with it when I was younger. So now are you comfortable with it? Are you comfortable with the thoughts that you have? Are you comfortable with the feelings? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm completely comfortable. Like there's nothing, there's almost nothing that embarrasses me. Um... I don't know how I had to get to what I had to do to get to that point. You don't know your breakthrough. No. It's nothing you achieved. It's just through time. You're like, eh, I it's think not through, worth it. I think through time. Yeah, I think that I, I've had, I've not had a professional life. My profession for me has been just trying to be comfortable in my own skin, trying to be comfortable in life with the world. Well, one of the things you tweeted too was like, you're tired of people telling you to do what you love. Yes. Uh, what bugs you about that? Because if I was doing what I loved, I would be like in porn or something. I mean, there's there's got to be a limit. Mm. I mean, there has to be social norms. I would have loved to, I mean, not like freaking New Jersey in a factory in New Jersey, like Bukaki porn, but... Mm -hmm. I mean, I see an appeal to being in that alt lifestyle and having beautiful pictures taken of you in, you know, beautiful clothing. And I, I mean, that's what people love. I mean, no one goes to work and they're like, oh, I really love editing this book. I mean, you could like it. You could be good at it. But people love sex and they love, you know what I love to do? I love to like sit on my porch and smoke a joint. Let's do that. And yet. The more you do that, the less that you probably do. Like one of the things about doing what you love is that it becomes a job after a while. So you can kind of ruin it. Like I, I think that there's very porn, few porn people that still love sex. They still love it. Yeah, because they say it as, you know what? We tried to do something good, but we fucked up, and the lighting sucked, and you know I didn't want to be with that other person. I'm sick. You know oh when. My eye. I, I've never run into a lot of really happy people who worked in porn. I used to have a lot of them on the um, show years ago when I did it in Florida. And they end up having a lot of complaints, just like they were working. Yeah, it's normal. Well, like it's grind and my fucking vagina's killing me. You know, when you, like, you'd be sitting there doing a commercial. They're like, in two years, I'm out. I don't think it becomes fun for them. Beat the fuck up. Um... Let's go over here to uh, Timmy, Shaolin. Right, B. Yeah. What's up? Sound like a buck three eighty today, brother. Thank you. Hey, um, I just want to thank you and Hicks actually for two great movie picks. I saw Half Nelson over the weekend. I like Half Nelson. With Ryan Gosling, never has my skin crawled more for an entire movie than that movie. My God. You know he when, when that guy. movie uh, came out. Uh, I saw it at MoMA when they do the new director's things, and the little black girl in that had shown up, and she was just some kid that was going to school that they found in the hall uh, and of the school that they shot in, and she worked. She was amazing. I don't know whether she's ever done anything since. And it's, it's got to prove to you how it e easy it is to act. 
because you couldn't you couldn't find someone in the hall and say now I want you to be an astronaut or a fucking accountant <laughs> you know name another job they couldn't run a cash register but everyone can act she was so good and that scene at the end there when she delivers the drugs to him in that crack house uh, yeah. crack hotel my god just Ooh, it made my stomach turn. And uh, and Hicks also had another good one. I heard him mention a few weeks ago or last week, Havoc with uh, <laughs> Anne Hathaway's Floppy Tits. Sure, yeah, okay. Awesome Ron gets stabbed else like it happened. Why are you gonna, Here's another one. Fucking Kazam. That's a good movie to watch. Kazam? Hicks, you don't have to feel competitive with me. We're in this together. Okay. How about 13? Did you see 13? Yeah, I saw 13. A little more depressing than Havoc, but, you know. Yeah, like Havoc great. Better. Great job. If you guys have any other recommendations, Ronnie, any, anything else to say? Well, what do you? What kind of movie is this? You like? You like these fucking edgy on the edge movies? To see, I like to, but, 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 but like I saw I saw Train Spotters a couple weeks ago. I right, go see drug that. now. Now pick up Drugstore Cowboys. So I'm gonna fucking keep you junking up. I was just on. Good. All good, right. Good. Drugstore Cowboys. Call me back afterwards. And, okay, we'll do. <laughs> Check out Hackers. It's a great one. <sighs> Hack the Planet. Uh, hackers. You get to see some things in that, too. You get some side tip. Who doesn't love Hackers? It's an amazing I think it's uh, impossible not to love the 80s-ness of that fucking film. Amazing. Um, the fact that because you're a hacker, you're also riding around on your skateboard. <laughs> yeah. yeah <you laughs> no, rollerblades, rollerblades. No, the, the bad guy came in on the, the skateboard, oh, remember? Oh, yeah. Like he was just holding on to the outside. <laughs> By the way, what's that guy's name? Fisher though? Stevens. He is, I saw him one night over in um, Brooklyn, uh, and actually he was with his best buddy, Matt Dillon. Fisher Stevens, who always plays this really bad guy. He's the tiniest little man I ever saw. He's a fucking salt shaker. <laughs> cool. I mean, if he's four foot tall, I'd be shocked. <laughs> he's a little guy. A lot of presence, though. He is. He does play schmarmy and perfectly. If he had a better agent, he would have been Joey Pants. Every time he sees fucking Joey Pants in a movie, Fisher Stevens is like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. He was in short circuit. I know I could have done this part. He's got uh, an Oscar. Now, you had brought up, you used to be more of a reader until Twitter. Yeah. Twitter fucked up reading for you. Twitter fucked up reading for me. It's fucked up my attention span. I went. I actually went to a special college. My first college was for, AD, for learning different differences, we say. You went to retail school. What did they do? Yeah, Teach you how to make matchboxes? Um, well, there was just so much I always tested super well, and there was just so much I hadn't like learned in school because I was, you know, worried about boys or worried about falling off the face of the earth. So I went to this school. We learned how to learn. Really, like you had, you had a, your own tutor. You had your own um, like uh, advocate. It was really intense. Super expensive. Sorry, Dad. But uh, you learned how I fixed my brain. I didn't have to use the drugs. I said, I don't want to have to oh. use these drugs anymore. I want to do it myself. Did all that. Twitter erased that in like three months. I was fine for 10 years, was on Twitter for three months, and it's like gone. That's really fucking interesting. So it plays to all your ADD. It completely plays into my ADD. Like I'll, there are sometimes when I'm like, okay, I'm turning it off. Like I'll click it off within thirty seconds. I'm like, oh, gotta check. I gotta go. I gotta go back in. Even for news, like to, I'll get up in the morning. I'm like, oh, what happened last night? Burp, 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 burp. You know, you're thinking about each tweet for a millisecond. Right. 
It's not like like even reading a newspaper. It's it's nothing like reading. I used to read the Vanity Fair. I used to Vanity Fair cover to cover every mm-hmm. month. I I have a a pile of them in my apartment. I just can't do it. I used to go to sleep with a book every night. Now I go to sleep and catch up on tweets. The Vanity Fair is the last uh, bastion of a long article. Long, that, you know, mm-hmm. what I mean, like, hey, I'm you know twelve pages into this. Uh, interview piece. Oh. They just no one does it anymore. No one does it anymore. But God, do I love their like fucked up rich people articles. Like, mm-hmm. there's nothing I love more than fucked up rich people. I'll, I'll read twenty pages about them. Oh, they're the best. Because you grew up around them. I re- I did. Well, you don't really see the parents. You have an idea that the parents are fucked up rich people. All right, that uh, this will this is a really great Connecticut fucked up kid movie. Is the Ice Storm. That is every strange thing about Connecticut. That was Greenwich, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was Greenwich. It was Fairfield County. No, wait. Is there another thing besides Greenwich there that's really known for having rich people? Like Darien. Well, it's somewhere in that county. Yeah, because the guy that actually grew up that wrote it. I'm trying to think of the name of it, though. But, uh, Hicks, have you seen this film? Uh, No, I know of it. I've never seen it, though, no. It's Kevin Klein, right? Uh, Kevin Klein is in it, yeah. but he's actually not uh, the star. The kids are more the star. He's one of the fucked up parents. But the weird thing about uh, Connecticut is there the one suburban place that doesn't get the bad heat that Long Island gets, the Jersey gets. They all get mocked out. But for some reason, Connecticut is f- considered just fine. Just everyone's fine. Yeah. Uh, and I tell you, kids that I went to college with from Greenwich were the most fucked up kids that I, more worse than city kids worse than country kids these are the kids whose eyes were rolling back in their head at like 6.30 at night and then 12 hours later at 6 in the morning they're still up right, I got it it's New Canaan that's, New Canaan that's, 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 that's where, where the place took that's, that's where, where I went on vacation <laughs> in New Canaan oh is that's where you, yes. you did your 28 days yes it was actually 40 I had to go into the Old acute school. care unit for the first week what did they decide? You were nutty, too? Well, they thought I was, because um, I was so thin, and I had said something about, they are like, do you want to kill yourself? And I said, no, but I would love it if someone else would go ahead That's and kill funny. me. So they decided I was, a, I was a harm to myself. That's what they're looking for, too. You can't have a sense of humor when it comes to, to that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's break. We'll uh, be right out. Jay Lawson sitting in with us, and you can... Follow her on Twitter. We'll put a link up on 202 Friends uh, so that you can follow along and read. All. And you're very funny And uh, on Twitter. Sometimes. I go through like phases, I think. Well, I'm going to say this. You're very funny in comparison. There's a <laughs> lot of people who um, don't do well, including a lot of comedians. Comedians. A lot of comedians do absolutely poorly on Twitter. It's kind of an interesting thing. And I was reading something the other day where they were saying that it's bad for your fame. That you will actually start and let's say you're in a band or whatever, you will lose people as they get more and more used to you. You'll just become another guy. Which I always think it's uh, a problem for some of these actors and comedians to be interacting or fighting back and forth with, I'm like, you gotta, you know, make some kind of distance for yourself. Yeah, there has to, you have to be, you know, special. Right. Somehow. Yeah, I never thought I could get fucking Mick Jagger to answer my questions, so it's kept him somewhat Mick Jagger to me. 
Uh, right back, Ron Fez Show. Respect the cock. Respect the cock. And tame the cunt. Tame it. Ron Fez show. Jay Lawson's is uh, sitting in with us today. Uh, you're in a relationship now? Yes. And you're happy? So happier than I've been in a super long time. And what's that do to all your other little Twitter fans, like the Ray Wagners of the world, too? They check in still, just less. And uh, I know I try not to be too... I don't talk about it very much on Twitter. I'm not like, oh... My boyfriend and I did this. Oh, uh, you wrote that you have a crush on your boyfriend. I do. I, I, I really do. And then you also yelled at you yelled at him with a fork in your hand, <laughs> which makes Ronnie B's crazy check thing. <laughs> I had it like this. You ready to put it yes. in? What did he do to piss you off? I, I can't even remember right now. I think he's he's like an instigator. I mean, he grew he's up. He's a shit starter. He is a shit starter. He, um... He grew up listening to the show, so I think he, he learned from the best, probably. He's like this all the time, you know, the poke, poke, poke. And That's Hicks. He's every always poking. Every once in a while, every once in a while, I just can't deal with it. Every once in a while, I just need some seriousness and to not be fucked with. And sink a fucking fork into his thigh. Mm-hmm. Sometimes <laughs> it's the only thing that people understand. Hicks is the same way with me. He's just constantly poking. Fez is on me constantly. I'm like, I don't need it all the time. No poking. You know, for once, can't we just be fucking serious? serious. Can't we be people? All right? I want a little something precious to put in my hands. Is that so much? It's like we need a light, like a serious light. You can just put it, or like a necklace or something, and just when I need seriousness, and I need not to be fucked with, just pay, just 90% of the time, fine, fuck with me. Coming up uh, very soon, we're going to be doing your five. Oh. Your five. And you, and now people are going to go, oh, a little rich girl coming from Connecticut. <laughs> uh, what band will she be into? What of a shocker here. Deadhead. Deadhead. Huge. Uh, what got you into the dead? Boyfriend. <laughs> Certain boyfriend. Certain boyfriend. I always had a... I didn't, I didn't grow up listening to the radio or anything like that. My dad brought me up on classic rock. So the bass was there, and then Fish happened in high school. I was in prep school in the 90s, so uh, preppy hippies were the mm. thing to be. So Fish. So it hicks us. All that shit. And Super then uh, that evolved into the dead. So to you, if someone said fish or dead, what would you say? Dead. You don't even have to think about it. Hex, fish or dead? Fish. You can't give it up, can you? You can't fucking fish. say where it came from. You I love can't. The fish. Why don't you just at least say where it came from? What? Why can't you give fucking Jerry the respect? <laughs> oh no, Trey. Trey. Trey's an amazing guitarist. Fantastic lyricist. No one ever. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna get that one out. <laughs> 
I have to say, I went to the show at PNC on Wednesday, and it was the best. I've had like five bad fish shows. My last five experiences, not that good. It mm-hmm. was fucking perfect. Like everything about it was perfect. The crowd was great. You rolling? Yes, of course. Were you really? <laughs> no. Come on. I worry about this. I mean, it doesn't seem like rehab is taken to you at all. Well, you it, went to rehab, you didn't like fucking drinking, and then you're still back to doing everything you were before. You're in a fish parking lot. Come on. <laughs> I like to say everything in moderation, and I think that sobriety, I think that... Do you, um, say, do you have the balls to say that those meetings that I you're now fucking... Fuck no. That you're um, no longer showing up I for? I think that recovery... You, I think that to be truly recovered, you have to be recovered in moderation, too. Like, my friend the other day, I had tickets to this great girl singer-songwriter at, at Joe's Pub. And I said, you want to come down with me? And she goes, oh, no, I have my home group. And I said, really? You know, just one night, you can't take off... Yeah, this is like, she's not counting days or anything. Like, she can't take one night. Like, she, you have to start incorporating real life into your recovery at some point. You can't just hide. But, you know, when the people, now, when those kind of people that need to run every day or exercise every day, do you think they're hiding from life, too? Absolutely. I always said I, I, I have such suspect of runners. They're hiding. They're hiding. And they do it in a maybe a healthier way, although long-term runners, that is really bad on your body. A lot of stress. Tell that, Tell that to a deer. Tell that to a deer. But but the thing is, they know that if they start to skip days running, then they'll skip every. You know, it will eventually get back to it. So the real people who do it uh, do it daily, and that's how you you know you kind of do things. I guess. But on the other hand, I think the healthiest people are people who can you know go running two three times a week. Who aren't? It's not like I have to work out today, or the whole world's going to fall apart. It's I think that I feel like a run today. So you do you have in your your head that there's some kind of perfect way of being. I I do, and I think I, I strive towards that. I don't know if that's a, a an adequate life goal, mm. but I strive to be like comfortable and calm in the world, and I think that it's possible. You gotta do what you love, really, <laughs> and it doesn't mean porn. It doesn't mean that you're sitting there fucking taking a train t- every fucking day of your life. <laughs> ass to ass. That's where it's going to head. And that doesn't even make sense. Hey, so you think you do what you love? Oh, yeah, I love radio. Love working for you guys. But mm. what? But when I always worry and I think about it, I'm like, what if you loved the show or you love something and then you go in and you, like you said, you work there and you're like, fuck, this is just as bad as everything else. Like, what if you ruin yeah. the thing that you love by doing it? The weirdest thing is, I don't think I've ever fucking talked about this, but... I'm doing just the same thing I did when I was a kid, except for we used to stand on fucking street corners. I'd stand on a fucking street corner all night long, fucking talk to my friends, bust balls, blah, 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 finally go home, and now I do it with a mic. And I'm not, I don't think I'm any fucking, you know, smarter. Like, I, I probably pay attention to the news more than most people because I have things to talk about. But other than that, I don't think it's that fucking different. Now, do you think that's affected? Do you do that less in your real life now? Like, are you yeah, I don't stand on street corners as much as I used to. You really should. Um, no, I, I, I get where you're coming from, but the thing is, I think that I've been able to change it around a little bit. Like, doing interviews is something I never thought about that just kind of fell into that. Now I enjoy that. Um, but it's nothing that I wanted to do when I was younger. I think you 
be fucking crazy if you're like, oh, I'd really like to talk to people <laughs> about their latest projects. <laughs> that would fucking be bizarre. That would be bizarre. You'd have to be a weird kid to yeah. be like, I want to hear what people are up to in well, their lives. The, you know, the, most of the people that end up getting like TV talk shows dreamt of it. Like they wanted, to, they wanted to be Carson and then next generation. You know, Car- Letterman wanted to be Carson. Jimmy Kimmel wanted to be Letterman. Is it like a celebrity thing though? Why would kids dream about sitting around and? Or is it being on? Is it being on TV? Being on TV matters to some people a real lot. I don't have that like celebrity thing. You don't like celebrities. I don't not like them, but I, I won't. I don't get it. I don't go out of my way to. Well, I think there's a big difference between um, celebrity and then people whose work you enjoy. Yeah, completely. Now. I see no reason to, oh, Kim Kardashian comes to, we never, you know, we never ask for her. But somebody whose book I love or fucking made a movie or whatever, yeah, I always like to talk to him. But I never talk to him. I don't think I ever talk to anybody about anything other than the book. I mean, I can't imagine saying what happened when you broke up with that person. But I don't think I would say that to anyone in real life. Yeah, I, I guess if they brought it up, I would talk to them about it. Yeah, but you always you always have at least one thing with every interview. Like you bring in something from the past that they're not expecting or not expecting for you to know. But it's always good, like boundary wise. It's always about their art. It's always about their craft. Yeah, it's not about their personal life. I'm not sure if I've ever, but I'm not that interested. Like I honestly, I expect adults to fuck. It doesn't. So this whole thing of like, hey, did you hear that Brad Pitt's with it? Why wouldn't he fucking be? Why wouldn't she be? They fucking work together. Yeah. That's always stunning to me when someone wants to bring that up. It's always like, who knows? Uh, Here's Joe in Utah. Hello. Yes. Hey, you were talking about likes and dislikes. You said you like being on a radio talk show, and you dislike going to jury duty. Yes, that's what I'm figuring out now, my likes and dislikes. (laughs) I was just wondering what the rest of the studio maybe says, likes and dislikes. I really like ice cream, but I dislike jeans that get too tight. So it's kind of a conflict of interest there. It's a constant battle going on in my home. All right, thanks. You can get those stretchy jeans. For pregnant women? Spandex. Is this something pregnant women put on? I think so, yeah. Is the extra panel? Yeah. Um, Let's go over here to uh, Charlie. You're on Run Fez. Ronnie, hey, uh, no spoilers, but I saw uh, X-Men this weekend, and it's a shame that Fezzi doesn't go to movies anymore because this is like, you know, Fezzi's, uh, you know, hardcore issues with, you know, self-acceptance and not being able to uh, I, forgive people and stuff. And I, it's not your type of movie, but Fezzi would absolutely enjoy this movie. I don't think any of us believe that Fez doesn't go to movies. I think we all know that he goes to movies. He's lied about it before. Fezzi, X-Men, great, huh? I have not seen X-Men this new X-Men movie. I haven't seen movies. Not until Christopher Nolan puts the Riddler back <laughs> in the script for The Dark Knight 3. You haven't seen any movies? I haven't seen any movies. Swear on what? On the Bible. Hmm. And what would that mean if you swore on the Bible and it was wrong? That I guess I would burn in hell. Hmm. Mm. Swear on a family member. I'll just swear on the Bible. Ah, uh, see? Oh, no. I know he's seen a movie. 
Because when you won't put the innocent in jeopardy, because he doesn't believe in the Bible, he doesn't believe in hell, so he feels free to... But he is superstitious. You figured it out. Got to the bottom of it. Swear on your niece. No, I think swear on your niece's eyes and I'll believe you. The Bible is plenty. Eyes. No, seriously. Swear on your niece's eyes and I'll apologize. I, uh, my nieces have beautiful eyes. I'm not going to swear That's what I'm saying, to swear on it. Then he's seen a movie. Hicks. He's seen a movie. I think it was Hangover 2 also. <laughs> I'm sure he's seen every movie. Um, Darsky? You're on the Run of Fed show. Go ahead, Darsky. Hey, Ronnie. Um, I'm an Audible listener, and I'm just trying to figure out. I just listened to Friday's show, but uh, I'm calling in now. When am I going to hear myself on the air? Hicks, where will this person hear himself on the air as he audibles up? You will hear yourself at around tomorrow, around 12.15 p.m. Right around there. That's a sweet spot. Servicey. Uh, About 10 minutes after we come back from our first break. I just don't believe that. Why do you want to hear yourself on the radio well, so bad? fucking test it out. Uh, you know what? I'm just, I'm just a big fan. and uh, Of who? I yourself? Just, What's that? Yes. I'm going to be on the whole show, so you don't have to worry about when you hear me. But you yourself, you're going to come on right after Fez refuses to to make a vow that we could believe that he hasn't seen movies. Because I know that he has. I know it. I absolutely, Fez has not seen movies. I guarantee that. I believe everything Fez says. Thank you. Then, I agree. then swear on something that you care about, Fez. Anything that you care about. Um, I swear on my cat's life. Come on, we know you oh. hate your cat. We fucking listened to the Ron and Fez show. We're here. Give us something that... For once, we'd like you to give us something that we can believe in. That's all. I swear on my two stents. Come on. Mm. It can't be you. It's got to be an innocent fucking person. We know you don't care whether you live or die. You just sat around talking about how you eat ice cream. When you, we already know you're getting that diabetic pin that you got to hit yourself in the stomach with. It's got to be on an innocent person. One of those innocent nieces. Yeah. What if I swore on Chris Stanley's life? What Come the on. fuck? Seriously. Seriously, I'm trying to get you involved in this today. I want to believe in you. Uh, Lady Trucker, you're on the air. Hey, oh, wait. Uh, you're going to have to close your eyes, guys. I just walked into the ladies' room. Oh, um, God. You're going to get thrown out. <laughs> oh, but, yeah, I just want to let you know I appreciate all the shit you take for me. Oh, oh, Lady Trucker. Because I'm not alone. Oh. Oh. Oh, twice. Double flush. Fez, when are you once going to get her? When are you once going to get Sam? When are you once going to swear on something so we can believe you? I want to believe you. Um, Let's see. I'll swear on... Uh, no, I'm not thinking of something. It's a blueberry moment. Yeah. A blueberry moment. I can't think of anything either. You can't think of anything that you could swear on. No. You, don't, you have nothing you care about. You don't care about your boyfriend's eyes. You have such distaste for him that you would throw his eyes away. Oh. I guess his eyes. I could swear on his eyes. You're not that crazy about this guy. Oh. Well, 
Let's get back into some of your tweets. And Fez, I'm going to give you time alone to think about something that you would swear on. Because I don't believe you. Um, the girl in the train behind me just told her best friend that she lost her virginity. <laughs> Mazel. They were so cute. How old were they? Uh, they were about like mm, 19, something like that. Well, that girls. old. Yeah, they were in school. One of them was, was uh, going to college in Vermont. I felt very close to them. They were Connecticut girls. Did you wait like them? Did I wait? I did wait. Really? Yeah. For as much as you claim you like sex now? Yeah, 18. I've had a, like a very strange relationship with sex. I mean, I was certainly doing sexual things, but virginity-wise, I was in college. So you're saying sexual things. You're not petting, yeah, oral. Yeah, I'm petting with my mouth. Yeah, that's what I call Long Island sex. <laughs> Long Island girls thinks that they can blow six hundred guys and still go <laughs> still walking. Yeah, being like, "Hey, save the field. It's pristine. Here, take it." <laughs> and they literally, <laughs> their mouth has tasted every fucking Guido in their county. Fucking pubes stuck in the teeth. They fucking blew the shark from jaws, but they want to fucking brag that they're a virgin. No, does your boyfriend ever ask you about your past, or is that just? Uh, um, Never come up. No, I'm sure. I'm sure it's come up. The thing about when you meet someone um, like through Twitter, which is basically how we met, is you sort of get it all out of the way before you physically meet them. I mean, you knew every crazy thing about me before he even saw me. So, all right. Um, this one says. Spent an awful lot of my dad's money, but at least it's not my daddy's money. I'm like laughing at my own tweets. You're, it's like a problem. Seriously. I'm like, seriously, that was a good one. This would be like me listening to a best of, just fucking cracking up. Although, I will admit to this. I have read the Ronnie B. quote of the day and Ron Barrington's line of the day and fucking laughed. But that's only because I don't remember. Generally, I just, you know, forget shows as I, quick as they happen. I remember, too. I mean, I don't remember what I ate for dinner yesterday. So, it's like to, it's like going back in time. I'm like, oh, yeah. that's a good one. So, what do you mean by that one? It means, like, uh, at least I don't have some 55-year-old man that pays my rent. You just say that the whole thought of having a sugar daddy, you feel above that to those women. Well, yeah, I just feel like everyone's doing it. I like to be different. Mm. That's why I'm dating a 23-year-old. That's what Hicks is doing, the same thing, dating a 23-year-old. All right, Fezzi, we've given you some time to pull you into this show. Uh -huh. We're dying to. What can you swear? If you can't give us one thing that's going to disappoint us, what are you going to swear on? I'll swear on my niece's tonsils. Mm. That's nothing. Come on. Those are easily removed. Yes. Yeah, so he, he's right now admitting that he's seen movies. I got a Bible back here. Tonsils are important, though. They... You, they help you I'm filter sure the air. Are out. Um, tricky. Filter air? How? I don't know. They filter. They get the big tox particles or something. There's they do you know, something. Long Island girls get their tonsils taken out so they can mouth fuck easier. <laughs> Makes deep throating all the better. Oh. Uh, we're about to get into uh, some of your Grateful Dead stuff and. All I'm going to ask is just the hits. I don't think that's too much with you deadheads. Give me, you know, something we've heard on the radio before. That's all. I think one of them probably has been on the radio. I doubt it very much. I've never, <laughs> I never heard of a deadhead who will tell me a song that they like uh, other than if it's something that they know I haven't heard. No, but these are all pretty popular. 
I mean, in dead circles, in dead, I'm sure. In dead world, yeah. but in non-dead world, <laughs> the world where most of us live. Well, people have only heard five songs out of two hundred and eighty, or I am sure there's got to be a dozen to twenty that people recognize. Yeah, that most people would recognize. Okay, maybe a dozen. There's like Truckin', St. Stevens. I hope this is your top five Touch right now. Gray. I hope awesome. this is your five that you're running out for yeah, us. Yeah, I'm running I'd out. I'd be so proud of you. <laughs> Where's Sugar Magnolia land? Sugar Magnolia. Oh, yeah. You got to do Sugar Magnolia. Um, Friend of the Devil. Yeah. Uh, Box of Rain. Bertha, maybe? No. Fire on the Mountain. <laughs> Come on. I don't know a lot of people that have heard Fire on the Mountain. I think maybe uh, Cook. Does- Cokeheads have all heard Fire on the Mountain. Uh, Bill Walton loved it so no, much. He, <laughs> he was one. And then it would be a fire on the mountain. And that's something John Wooden taught us. You're like, what are you fucking Crazy bastard. <laughs> Dude, if you could have seen how he was pounded on the glass <laughs> to fucking give thumbs up. Yeah, I didn't even notice it. And someone fucking pointed. I just see him fucking his face pressed up against it. And you're like a fucking idiot kid where you put the two thumbs up back that's at That's right. Right back at you. <laughs> That's for Did you, you start boss. shooting? Did you start oh, shooting? Oh, yeah. I, was, I did a little shooting. I was like, yeah, you loving it, don't you? <laughs> Jerry, baby. I love all the dead books. And uh, there's a, he's always in the background. Like, he went to Egypt with them. And, like, oh, yeah, he did. Like, and then Bill Wallen was there. You're like, really? He was freaking everywhere. Well, and I don't even know if he, you know, they never, no one ever says to you, Oh, I got high with Bill Walton. Mm. Like, he seems like he knew enough, like, I can't sit here and be myself. Or maybe that isn't. Maybe it was just about the music alone. Maybe. I mean, he seems like such a positive person. He probably couldn't... I know he did a lot of downs. Mm. A lot of fucking downs because of his back. Um... So, Hicks... You have got to be able to find these, because I'm sure she's going to pull a deadhead thing on us. Probably. <laughs> I can sense it coming. Um, well, we had a Grateful Dead channel, so we hopefully we'll have some stuff here. Hold on. I got a little something from uh, Kathleen from the Bronx. Love the Rob Cordroy uh, Unmasked. Um, and said she didn't know that Megan Mullally is married to Parks and Rec's Ron Swanson. Yes, they are a couple, and they're really weird. And I honestly meant what I said, is that I didn't know Megan Mullally was as funny as she is. And now I'm like a huge fucking fan of hers. She's amazing. And for years, like when she got that talk show, I didn't even watch it once. I'm like, why would anyone watch her on a fucking talk show? It's a girl from fucking Will and Grace. She's not even doing the voice. Yeah, I don't (laughs) even know if I even saw too much Will and Grace in my life. But once I got into that party down, now Hicks, I know you don't know this, and you love party down. Oh, it was amazing. Uh, Children's Hospital is doing a party down episode where all the party down people are going to be there. Lizzie Kaplan is just, she has to be one of the funniest girls. She's right the now. she's the hot little uh, yeah the dark haired one. I'm mad one for her. Always screaming on the phone and fucked up relationships. I think she's one of the best people today. Anyway. Oh, and she was in Successful Alcoholics. She was the. I thought she was great in that too. Oh my god. Uh, now, did you ever read any of the the comments people made of Successful Alcoholics? You I know did. where they are in their sobriety. It was either yeah, this rocks, <laughs> drinking is fun, or the. 
you know, this is the kind of stuff that can lead people back into, there's a lot of alcoholics that don't have a good sense of humor about nope. themselves. Nope. A lot of serious. And yet they will laugh at a fucking line they've heard a million times, mm-hmm. which I can't handle. Mm-hmm. Well, they'll tell the same story a million times. And you just want to just fucking yep. yell out, that's not your line. Yep. You're not even going back to meetings, huh? No, not right now. Not right now. It's the beginning of it, Hicks. Long, long down spiral. When you start that, I, my sobriety is in moderation. You know where you're fucking going. Yeah, there's no sobriety long. That's the I. That's the I swear on my fucking niece's tonsils, where you know the person is not being truthful. Well, here's the way I'm looking at it right now. I want to be able to do certain things. Like I want to be able to smoke pot every once in a while. If I fuck it up, I won't be able to do that anymore. I don't want to be. 100% sober. I don't do well 100% sober. So I have to make sure that I don't squander that up. You can't have sex with your new boyfriend unless you're high. That's the fucking oh, problem. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's gross. You've got to be high. Mm-hmm. Hicks, you ever had sober sex in your life? I'm sure once or twice it's happened. Is that right? Is that fucking <laughs> rare for you? <laughs> I like getting fucked up. What's the, what's the problem? You? Oh. In your lifestyle? Oh. That's the biggest problem? I think it's a good one. Well, I can't defend this lifestyle. Oh, so, Hicks, you like that fucking blues guy I sent you, huh? Yeah. Let's do it. By do it, do you just mean do it? Yeah, it's a a twist on do. Do's. You invent the best stuff. Mm. That's Davey Mac. You come up with the best stuff. Why do you got to try and throw it to him when everyone knew that you said do it first? (laughs) What was the thing that you sent to me? You said this would be interesting. I'm just saying it now. Oh, it was an article from a few weeks ago in the Times. Is about how um, the anonymity of of the Alcoholics Anonymous is is basically with this generation becoming less and less important. Why do you think that is, though? I I don't know if I particularly agree with it. I mean, I'm talking about my sobriety on the air right now, but I don't know if I agree with it. Um, I think that a lot of kids. I used to go to this meeting down on the low. Lower East Side. It was a young. It was mm. like for younger, and it, it's become like almost this trendy thing. Like, oh, like I'm sober. You know, I'm in. The, I'm doing the steps. I'm running through the program, and and they just talk about it all the time. And I think that the the argument for losing the anonymity is that you take the stigma off of it. I mean, this isn't this isn't 1950 when if you had an alcohol problem, you know, that you could lose your job. People knew. <laughs> So I think that the idea is if people feel like they are le- they can be less anonymous, people will be helped better. Other people will be helped better. See, I'm, you know, for me, I'm more careful about other people's anonymity other than my own. Than your own. Because, like, when I got sober, everybody fucking, you know, knew me, and there wasn't anything I could do about it. So I, I had to say to myself, I can't fucking worry about it if I'm going to go in here. Yeah, but I was like in this closed group, and people were upset that I was even coming in because I had a very big morning show in Florida, mm. and they were like, "We don't know because you're." And I'm like, "Yeah," because people care about you, the fucking yeah. unknown person. Shut the fuck up. Wow, and I, I always think about that, like to to be someone that people know and to and to go into meetings. I mean, obviously, living in New York, you you see that a lot, right? Um, and there's always, from what I've seen, tons of respect. Um, Towards it? Towards it, yeah. Yeah, but that's also because it's New York. I don't yeah. know what happens when bands are on the road or whatever. They feel they need to go into a bug tussle fucking meeting and 
Well, it can't be the easiest thing. But it's very... Um, but I do kind of agree with that, like it isn't 1950. It, yeah, it isn't. I mean, it, it's... I know when I got sober, it was so... On one hand, people would be like, oh, what have you been up to? And I want to be like, well, <laughs> I did all this. Like, it seemed like an accomplishment. Right. It was such a big part of my life. It was weird to just not tell people about it. So on one hand, you don't want to brag, but on the other hand, you want to be like, I did this pretty big thing. You know, I've been going through a lot of soul searching, and but mm. you don't, you never really know what to do. What to do well, now it. you ought to go back and tell everybody in your meeting that you're smoking pot I'm and smoking see if they love you. <laughs> now, now that you want to, you're, you're kind of, you protect your weeds anonymity right now. <laughs> Those alcoholics, they'd be like, oh, the real ones. It's only alcohol. We don't care. I'd be like, dude, I just ate food for. 32 straight hours compulsively and they'd be like as long as you're not drinking you're fine <laughs> like, you have that kind of a food thing so after the spray after I stopped drinking and doing all the drugs like everything else they don't warn you they're like every right. other compulsion is gonna happen I would just, isn't that odd oh my god it was like and, and it's scientifically proven if you eat like a bunch of carbohydrates it has the same effect as a tranquilizer it's like does the same thing to your brain as a yeah. tranquilizer. So, like, literally, I would just burp, burp. And anything that I... The, the more I could chew, the better. Like, I had a whole routine and, like, certain things I would eat. And I'd go to the grocery store and, like, plan this whole big binge. It was very unhealthy. Very unhealthy. And, um... Yeah, that's why it takes... Uh, you know, why I'm not a, a big believer. I'm like, hey, let's start celebrating because... We made it through. No, it's just yeah. Always something that will step in, and then the food thing, and then the sex, this the sexual thing starts happening, and then you're like, Jesus, I gotta get a hold of it. I gotta get a hold of myself. I can't go to ten different twelve step groups. It's too much. <laughs> too much. So what what changed for you sexually? Where did that go? Like it, it. I probably hit a bottom. I think I probably hit a bottom where it was like I was meeting, you know. You know, I was meeting strangers and like doing the whole freaking Craigslist thing, and just and you had really never done that before. You it started right before it started right before I got sober, um, and it was because it was like a boyfriend I was with, and here to he introduced me to that whole world. I don't know if it was like passive aggressive, and he we continued dating after I got out, and he was still in not he was not sober. You know, he was still dealing with his own demons. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it became a passive-aggressive thing, or I thought, well, he doesn't pay enough attention to me. He does all these terrible things to me. I'm going to go out every few months and like just I I justified it in my own head that it was okay <laughs> to right. go out every few months and like meet a stranger and have this like whatever fun not fun but have this sort of affair and then just pretend like it never happened. And then that came to a head, and it just came to a head because something happened. Something he went figured, like he figured it out, right. and went just completely, completely insane. It was like the worst six months of my life. It was really, really bad. So he was okay as long as you were part of. If he was part of it, but if he wasn't, then suddenly. Yeah, that's now he got possessed. That's the thing that was really odd is that he sort of encouraged these bad behaviors in me mm -hmm. and then was surprised. You know, he treated me like a whore in our relationship and right. then he was surprised when I acted like a whore. I mean, I'm glad that you made this his fucking fault and his oh, responsibility. Clearly, it's his yeah. responsibility. <laughs> Always blaming. That's what they teach you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so now you feel like you got that under control. Yeah. Yep. Well, getting out of that relationship certainly helped. We had a lot of bad habits that we developed together. This is the same guy that you're uh, the uh, the pack? apartment. Yeah. Yep. 
Yep. So this was a long-term boyfriend. Long-term. They're always long-term. I've had like five or six multi-year relationships, and I just go boom, 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 one to another, which some people would say is a problem. Yeah, I mean, the the fact that you're afraid to, to sit back and see what's happening in between them, yeah, sure. Yeah. And I mean, I always want to. That's always the idea. doesn't happen. I don't know. Although most people, I think, are more comfortable being in a couple. I mean, I think that... Oh, by the way, there's Wiener. I'm looking up at him now. It's breaking news. Is, oh. And this is from yesterday's news, I guess, since we're pre-recording this. But he apologizes and refuses to resign. Again, you know, it takes us back to the sexual stuff that you were just talking about. Yeah. We do weird things sexually. But we all do weird things and we will not cop to it and we still blame other people i really uh i don't think that he should i i it makes me crazy that he has to be defending himself to any of these things but we this comes up time and time, time again and time. you know like schwarzenegger must have been sweating all through john edwards and <laughs> bill clinton thinking when is mine gonna finally fucking blow up on me or do they not see it coming that way? But here's a guy, he's a congressman and has no idea he could get in trouble for this shit. And you, ha- you have to know at this point. It's, it's to, what, who's the, Gary Con- Who's the one that was on Craigslist that Gawker caught him? He was meeting girls. Oh, one of the Republican on guys, yeah, that was just taking pictures of himself. And sending them to himself. And it's like, how do you not understand that people are going to figure this out? These aren't stupid people. How do you watch Brett Favre's last season and I not realize not it? Realize. Are you a Pisces? No. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Uh, but Fez, do you think that, like you said, not realize it? Who connects themselves with other people's things? It's just like, you know, we were talking about the fact of when you are drinking or smoking or overeating, you still don't see the long-term consequences. You still. We'll go, yeah, but probably not me. Something happens to other fucking people. Or I don't want to think about that right now. Mm-hmm. I don't think most of us could sit around and think about consequences. Or else we would just draw the story out long enough to when we died. You know, and who wants to do that? How far ahead do you want to look? All right. I think we're going to break again and we're going to come back and do the five Grateful Dead uh, songs. And... uh I'm I'm guessing against radio friendly here. I'm thinking we're going to go real deep like every deadhead does. What do you think, Kicks? I might get surprised. Might get a couple one or two radio hits. Or this no? is this is the problem with being the person in that thing. You're going to be judged by people that are into the same groups. Yep, without a doubt, without a fucking doubt. Hicks, what's we've never done a five with you. What do you think yours is going to be on when you pick? <sighs> It's going to be music. Uh, I, maybe I could do Fish or The Clash. I like to do The Clash. Mm. That'd be good. The Clash would be fun. I, I, could like do, I could do Fish. I mean, those are probably two favorite bands. Or Pixies. Either or. I'm waiting here. White Stripes. Do the Stripes? Yeah. <laughs> or do they even have five songs? Oh, they have plenty. <laughs> Long list. Don't get angry. Look, I want you to look around and know that everybody here is your friend. <laughs> I don't know sometimes. If we accept Fez lying, we're going to accept you lying. What am I lying about? You've seen a movie within the last. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we break, and then we're going to come back and do the five. It's the Rod and Fez show. The Rod and Fez show on the virus. Serious XM. <laughs>
truckin', got my chips cashed in Keep truckin', like the doodah man Together, more or less in line Just keep truckin' on this is number one on Jay Lawson's five. We're doing the five today with Jay Lawson's. Uh, and you said you've been a deadhead since teen years? Teen years, yeah. Uh, the, were you old enough to see Jerry left? No, he died when I was 15. It was that, like, it was, like, happening. You know, right. it was, like, next summer, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I'd actually already seen Fish, and I was like, oh, check it off the list. Dad's next. He died right. I was coming home from my grandfather's funeral. I was going back to camp. Two people in my life I never thought would die. My grandfather, <laughs> Jerry Garcia. And they it were the a, same age. It was a tough day. <laughs> well, probably uh, his body probably was the same age as my grandfather. He was not. He was struggling. Yeah, he did. But remember once he kind of rallied there for a while? Well, he rallied. He had the coma. Yeah, he came out of the coma. He was kind of living a cleaner life and lost some weight, and everybody was all excited about it, and then, boom, back down again. Yep. And they found him in his BMW uh, in Golden Gate Park smoking Persian. Like you said, all in moderation. All in moderation. All in moderation. <laughs> all right, let's get started on your five. Your five uh, for the Grateful Dead. All right. What's your number one here? And we're starting with one. Well, no, it's no order. What's, no uh, order. You can you can count up. You want to count down. You want to count up. So I'm gonna yeah. do like uh, I'm gonna start with. Uh, what are we gonna start with? Okay, number. I'm gonna start with number five. Well, number five. 1988. It's called Foolish Heart. You will have heard this on the radio. It is very cheesy. Grateful Dead synthesizer. Like, you can hear this in Walgreens sometimes. But concert? Your one, 
band that made it through the 80s got past that weird little synthesizer, did they? You, they really couldn't get away with it. Everybody did it. Springsteen did it. Um, Van Morrison did it. Rod Stewart did it. Everybody was like, hey, this is what the kid's like. <laughs> it's there. We might as well use it. So Foolish Heart for you, uh, one of your five. It's one of my five. I, I absolutely love it. I think that like there's a... I think when Hunter, Robert Hunter wrote it and he brought it to Garcia and Garcia, he didn't know if he liked it because he said, um, I don't know if that's true. Mm. He said, I don't know if I even believe those words. Like, I think that there's something to giving your love to someone with a foolish heart. Like, you get that crazy, you get that crazy love. And then did Hunter say, I don't want you to start writing the fucking lyrics on <laughs> yeah, Jerry since you... He's like, well, put the pipe down and write some lyrics. Yeah, now that you have all these deep <laughs> thoughts lyrically, maybe you'd like to... Jump in again. All right, that's your number five. So you're counting up. I'm counting up. You're not even like, hey, here's the five I love. No. You've actually, you're making them stand there. Absolutely. On the podium. Let's go to your number four then. Number four. Which? Were you able to find? It's actually a traditional song. Give me a shot. I got the light. <laughs> <laughs> this is Peggy O. A lot of people, this is a traditional folk song, and like Joan Baez, Joan Collins, Dylan played it, obviously, Simon and Garfunkel, but like I feel like the, re the dead really made it their own. And why do you love this one so much? Oh, it's just so beautiful. It's about like the sailor who go is at a port and he falls in love with this girl and he uh, he wants to marry her and she re she turns him down because he doesn't have enough money and it's heart it's heartbreaking. It's a heartbreaking song. Like a call her a name it be Head 
of my soldier's old It's so funny, they do these uh, these singing contests now, American Idol. They would never pick a person that had Jerry Garcia's voice. Mm-mm. And yet it's one of those voices that goes straight through you. Mm-hmm. Straight through you. And I don't think he even liked his voice. He always said he'd rather sing background than singing lead. He never was comfortable with his voice. But it's amazing. It's, it's, it's comforting. It is comforting and it's kind of heartbreaking at the same time. Mm-hmm. There's some kind of... You know, uh, we were talking about his uh, lifestyle and whether he was where he was in it. But there's something about him that I mean, maybe it's a sensitive thing, uh, but that just comes through in his in his playing and in, in his singing. All right, counting down uh, the five right now. This is the five, mm-hmm. and uh, doing the dead. Um, well, of course. Just about for any other person, I'm sure there are five. You know, every deadhead, I'm sure, yeah. would have five. We could probably do the dead uh, every na- day now to the end of the year. Yeah, this was nearly impossible. Yeah. All right, let's get on to your number three. All right, number three, Bobby song. This is uh, Looks Like Rain. Technically, he came out on his album, Ace, but they played it all the time. Build your son of bed. The covers were still warm Where you've been laying
and her five and the dead and again another really strange different kind of voice and perfect for the band such a great uh, Jerry used to say it was like being in a band with the Beach Boy playing with Bob Weir and his little baby face his little baby face his teeny shorts <laughs> remember uh Early on, like, you ever see, like, the pictures of the 60s and he him? Was he, a, was like he was like a girl. He was a baby. Yeah, was, he was like a girl. Well, I think he was, like, 16 or 17 when they all started hanging out. Yeah, and never even came across personality-wise like he was in the dead. No, you know what? I Well, they say that he did a whole bunch of acid. Well, they all were doing a whole bunch of acid back They'll then. They don't make you a bad person. And uh, he, he thinks it affected I mean, his brain was still really young, and he always thought that it affected him pretty negatively. How old were you first time you did acid? Mm, 20. Hicks, what about you? I think it was 18 or Four, 17. I was 14. Jesus. Mm. And even then, it felt like, well, what am I waiting for? <laughs> Look like an idiot. Now I see everything is before and after. Yeah. That one fucking thing is before and after. Uh, all right. Uh, by the way, some people are calling in with their dead songs. So we're going to ask you to hold on. As we go through the five, the five right now, uh, and count them down up to this point. Okay. So we started with a Foolish Heart, mm -hmm. then Peggy O cover. And looks like rain was number three. So now it's time you're two. Was this close for you? Was this one of those songs like this should have been my number one? I don't know. I'm mm, struggling. No, I knew what, I knew it was number one. Okay, right so off the bat. So you're number two, and it's not even uh, not even had to be thought about. Not even had to be thought about. This is uh, an old one. This is called High Time. It's a great song. Was that to know?
to five right now. Jay Lawson's five. Um, he's not in uh, Nevada. Wants to help you out a little bit. On line two, though, Hicks. Line two. What do you got, dude? Hey, how's it going? Yeah. I know you. I know you. Ryder is one of my favorites. I bet that you picked that as your number one. Mm-hmm. I bet that was it for you, right, Jay? That'd be a huge coincidence. Well, let's just uh, let's take a little listen and see if maybe this doesn't bump out. Okay. And become your number one. Okay. Is your number one? No, oh, this reminds me of my boyfriend in high school who went away to college. He would he had this on a mix for me, and I was like, "Fuck you! You're leaving me. I'm not gonna miss you." He's the rider. He He's got to go. The rider. <laughs> All right, let's go over here to Chris. Maybe Chris can guess your number one. Uh, Chris, uh, I like Bertha. Bertha. Always gets me going with Bertha. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bertha, that's got to be it. That's got to be number one for you. It's a great party song. Bertha, and uh, that was like a little thing between you. Let's go to somebody who actually uh, followed the dead, and it's her own sweet Kathleen from the Bronx. Say, Kathleen. Hey, Ronnie. Hello, guys. And Pepper Hicks and everybody. I know what you're thinking because we're doing the five, and Jay Lawson's picked the dead. That means that someday you won't get to do your five. No, don't worry about it. You will. I have such a hard time, you know, picking a favorite, you know, dead song anyway. Five would be like, I don't know, I would agonize over it. I'm still well, your, your first four would just be drum circle songs <laughs> that you heard in the parking lot. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no. But uh, I guess I was calling because um, I want to bring up the song Loser because that's like, 
not when I guess that everybody would think of. Like, I don't know. I'm trying to do something different. Yeah, it kind of makes you feel like a little cooler. Like, yeah, so well, you'll never say that your favorite Philly movie is Rocky. You always say that it's Blowout, <laughs> and you kind of kind of come across that way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that kind of thing. So, yeah. Well, you know what, Kathleen? I'm going to put it on for you right now. Thank you. And I want you to sing along with it like Bill Walton did with his oh, favorite song. Singing. Seriously, I you're Bill Walton. If I had a gun for every side draw, I could arm a town the size of Kathleen from the Bronx is number one. Same as you, J.A.? I'm regretting that I didn't pick it. It's such a beautiful song. And yet, you didn't pick it. Oh, it's just so sad. It's yes. Terry Voyage is totally like achy in that. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you something, Kathleen? Yes, please. Uh, I need you to light up the Phil's bets. I'm fucking <laughs> sick of the fact that they're not hitting. I know, it's uh, very frustrating to watch. <laughs> I kind of a bit boy kind of like, ah, oh, fuck it, I'm watching this shit. <laughs> I understand. Plaxo's yeah, going to yeah. help out. Huh? Uh, that's an eagle. No, he had a Phillies hat on. He might just fucking, maybe he'll just do a Bo Jackson. You made a mistake. Why don't you uh -uh. just admit to it. No, you don't no know mistakes. your sports. <laughs> you don't know your fucking sports. No mistakes. You think there's a wide receiver in fucking <laughs> baseball. <laughs> Kathleen, I'm sorry you had yeah. to hear that. Oh, it's okay. People make mistakes, Ronnie D. What do you uh, going to have Scrapple, a cheesesteak, or a hoagie? What are you going to do? Actually, we are doing um, breakfast for dinner tonight, so there will be Scrapple on my table. 
<laughs> I love a breakfast for dinner night. Now, yeah, can I just recommend a little, uh, you get a hoagie roll, scrapple, egg and cheese on that? Uh, yes, you can recommend it. Okay. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do. First, I was thinking I was gonna go the pancake route, but I'm not really. I don't know. I think that what you said is much better, and so now that's the plan. That's now I'm glad to hear you call it pancakes because you used to call it flapjacks. <laughs> 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 Kathleen, I want you to understand something. No matter what troubles you ever have in the world, I always love you. All right. Oh, thank you, buddy. I love you too. All right. I'll, all right. I'll talk to you later. Bye bye. I adore that girl. I adore her. Her and her crazy long hair. That family probably has the longest hair of any family I've ever met in America. And I'd like I'll put them up against any couple there is. Oh, dread it up. I love it. Kathleen's not dread. She'll sit there and comb that shit out every single day. Bri Bri goes in a whole different direction. Oh yeah. Looks good too. It looks fantastic. <laughs> All right, Jay, it's time we stopped fooling around here and got to your number one. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where you're going right now. I don't know whether it's going to be <laughs> Dire Wolf. I don't know if you're going to finally pull something out for us that, you know. This is number one. I knew right away. Mm -hmm. This actually, I don't even know if I want to admit this, was my screen name on ronfez.net. No, I didn't know that you were a ronfez.net person. I like flirted around for a little bit. How long ago? Mm. 2007 maybe is that before we started hating on him um yeah yeah mm. I, well I mean there's always been love oh and has there I, well I don't know um even just John doesn't love him anymore <laughs> yeah it was like uh, you know it was when you were doing the two shows it was when you had the show at night and a show <sighs> in the morning that. did I do jury duty in between no there's I don't think there's jury duty you were probably still you probably called they called you that year is when they first started it actually probably you. goes back that far cause Hicks that's when I met you when right? I started as an intern yeah that's as long <laughs> as it's been going on <laughs> and now they got me and today they wish they didn't cause I fucking well I shouldn't <laughs> even say this but I said to the DA I'm not here to make your fucking case holy shit how'd they take that they got me. They got my full attention. That's what they were after. Mm -hmm. Now you got my full attention. I'll let a fucking murderer walk for what you did to me, making you sh me show up here every day. I will let a goddamn murderer loose. That might be a bit far. Yeah, I know. The rest of the fucking jury doesn't feel the same way. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we let a murderer walk and show these fuckers? <laughs> I don't know. That'll That's teach you. Stop all these stupid juries. Do you say jury? Yeah, juries. Grand Jerry. Like Grand Jerry Garcia? Okay. Uh, let's get to your number one. Let's not let Hicks steal that away with his crazy pronunciation. Number one is Jack Straw. Oh. This surprises me.
the top five. Why don't you count them down one more time for us, J.A.? Let's see. We did Foolish Heart, Peggio, Looks Like Rain, High Time, and number one is Jack Straw. Do you ever think you'd like to replace uh, Peggio with Candio from the Cars? Candio. Um, and we'll give you one last time to do that. Okay. Right, here's an interesting thing. I'll throw this out to you, N. Hicks. Where do you like to listen to the dead? Where are you in your life? Where are you uh, physically? Is there a place that you need to listen to the dead or time of the year? Hicks feel? Uh, summer, I like a road trip to listen to the dead. That's the shit. First of all, there will never be a summer road trip that I don't have the dead with me. Particularly high country. If I'm in the Rockies, I don't know what the fuck it is. Everything else seems crazy to me. <laughs> and I think it's because it's like... We don't have a lot of Western music that, you know... It's outside music. It's, it's It feels like it should be outside Absolutely. listening to it. It does. But it also it brings in, like, like real Western people shit. Not fucking, no offense to you, country people. But country has somehow pushed Western off the fucking map. And I don't get it. Well, this is like gunslinger shit. This is like, let's hold up a fucking train and we'll all ride back to hole in wall and split up the money. Where do you listen? No cannon? <laughs> if you're up there and the outside, if I'm in Vermont, I, it, it has to be on, has to be on. And then there's certain like in the winter, I like early dead, and the summers, I like late dead. Oh, I like the attitude. I like no. Now you've got. See, this could be a whole fucking calendar that we can make for people. What you should be listening at what point of the, of the year? There's definitely certain music in the winter I can only listen to in the winter. Certain music I can only listen to in the summer. See, we need to do a whole show on that. Um, is there any fall music that you have? Fall music? Because I'm the band. When it starts, to, when the weather starts You're to change, absolutely I right. gotta listen to the band. You're totally right. I wouldn't be wrong. The day's getting shorter, yeah. and like that, the band sort of like it, they're happy, but there's that air of like sort of doom. unsettledness. Yeah, there's yeah, like doom under it. There's um, so, it's a very good point about the band. Um, by the way, Hicks, I want you to look at this blues guy. He's a New York guy. He's recorded up at Levon's place. Someone just turned me on to the album. I think we can get him and bring him in and, and play here. All right, beautiful. I'm on it. There's nothing like a fucking blues guitar for me. Oh, it's ridiculously nasty. It's the, it's the best. It feels, it feels like the best sound. By nasty, do you mean a good thing or bad? Cause good. I never, oh, nasty okay. isn't good. Because I know you also call a fucking loaded diaper nasty. Mm. You're like, I don't want to touch that. It's nasty. Sick. Sick is good or bad for you? I'll <laughs> be go back sick, and forth? sick in the uh, in the diaper way. You still say Ellen? We be Ellen? At times. Okay, good. Um, Joe in Utah has an interesting point for us. Go ahead, Joe. Hey, how you doing? I got a Ichiban for you, a late show Ichiban. Okay, go ahead. Uh, there's a report that great big sharks are attracted to ACDC hits. Well, that might be from meeting so many Australian people over the years. Uh, now, ACDC, I can only listen to in a titty bar. Uh, you shook me all night long. I can't. I'm like, well, why, if I hear that song and I don't see a woman in a G-string acting sassy as she comes out of the back.
right enough. We're not just on music show. We got it. You can add anything off of the let. We get this. I want to know what this tweet means. Men know this no matter how good you are. You may be at life. You're no James Spader. Nope. You're not even close. No. Remember Pretty in Pink? Every girl was supposed to like Andrew McCarthy, right? Mm-hmm. No, I was Spader all the way. He made that movie for me. I should have known what kind of man I was going to be attracted to. I was eight years old. I'm like, that asshole? I like that He's guy. He's the dude. Oh. Uh, what's your favorite Spader movie now? Um, well, I mean, you gotta love Secretary, and on like huh. oddly enough, never seen Crash. Like it's Crash been on is my the shit. for so long. I've Crash is the weirdness, but Secretary is oddly fun too. Oh yeah, both good. I like both those fucking movies. Yeah, and oddly, like Jill and Hall, Maggie was so cute in that, and it's just one of those quirky little movies. But no matter what you say, Spader in Less Than Zero, the fucking oh weirdness of the drug dealer who kind of hates his friends and yet is still into the local gossip. He was so strange. Spader was the weirdest fucking dude ever. That's a strange character. Uh, that's like one of Alice's stranger characters. Well, here's, yeah, here's the weird thing, too, about Spader. Is did he, he probably should have been the hero of these teen things, but there's something creepy that went along with it he must have it, it was so natural to him he has to there has to be some truth he to was the, too blonde to the way he is well you think the blondes the, were always the, the villains the blondes were the villains but he was like the really evil druggy he was the villain that will destroy your life he won't just punch you in the face on the beach he'll destroy your life and i'm gonna give you another one of your tweets uh long games are the only thing in life that i'm good at what long game do you play? Long game, anything. Bocce. Well, I guess bocce wouldn't be a long game. Bags, cornhole. I think bocce is a long game. Have you seen cornhole where you throw the, um, the cock in somebody's ass? Yeah, that, that. Okay. You throw the bean bags at the holes and the things. It's very popular on beaches and down south. What about jarts? Can you play jarts? Jarts? I really want to bring them back. I think they're due. Um, to, for a comeback. And the other thing is, can you throw shoots? Yes, actually, my ex had a pit next to his house. Um, okay, it's a so little he long. Doing, he was doing really well. Yeah, like he was doing well for himself. Yeah. It's a little long, like a little too heavy for me. Yeah, they are a little, they are a little heavy. And they and had then, to do like professional length, of course, because they're very cool. And then if you play enough that your thumb starts to hurt from that little thing. Hicks, I guess growing up in the city, you never played horseshoes in your life. Uh, there was a bocce fucking ball. There was a bocce ball court in my uh, local playground which i did play um bocce may be the greatest game ever because you can play anywhere and yet some people act like no it can only be played on a perfect yeah line. it has to be perfect you yeah. can play anywhere that's what gives it a challenge but also do i need to, uh, the french play something that's not bocce but it's the same and then they play all wearing white clothes and they're like really you can't go out there in a fucking pair of shorts and play this game no I've got to be whited up for it. Yeah, I have to fancy it up. This French. Uh, here's one that you say. Love when people on Twitter develop crushes on nameless, faceless social media managers. Honey, you are flirting with a restaurant. Mm. What are you talking about here? Uh, do you, there are people and they'll, they'll just have these dialogues with 
restaurants, like people who are behind a restaurant tweet, and they'll just go back and forth and flirt with them. And I'm like, how do you even know if they're a male or a female? Like, it's just, they need that attention. It's very, very weird. All right, now, define online flirting for me, because I want to make sure I get I this done. I don't know. Like doing, it's like they talk about all the things you would talk about on a first date. What music do you listen to? What's oh, good God. to eat? And then it so quickly becomes, well, if you're ever in Toronto, or if you're ever in Brazil, and you're like, you're you're inviting these people out. I shouldn't judge. I mean, I I meet people on Twitter all the time, but people, not brands. Hicks was flirting with Converse the other day. <laughs> Damn, you look good, girl. A shoe. I like the way your laces work. <laughs> all right, we're going through Jay Lawson's. By the way, you can follow her on Twitter. Um, well, here you get into some of your weight stuff, which I'm not uh even going to bring up mm. um here you said you went to see reggie watts yeah well i went to see this uh band matt and kim uh-huh. and he like ran well i guess we knew he was gonna open up for them but it was really good He's he a, was good yeah how about matt and kim they were too fucking loud my ears were ringing for two days i was pissed god i hate when that happens oh and it's like i didn't even really care i was like i have long-term hearing damage because of this band that i kind of cared about like it, it was just like why a club so band? loud it's what a club band yeah Can't well like they're pretty like they're pretty um big and their whole shtick is like they're super happy and like the girl plays the drums and she like bangs the shit out of the drums and like they scream and i was it was just fuck this yeah they were so um, everyone was so terrible. fucking happy i was like why is this getting shoved down my throat like you know, out of, well, Metallica fucked up my hearing, mm. but also, after that, it would have been a band that I saw in a club. That you didn't even care about. Many, many years ago, and I was so fucked up, and I'm like, these guys are too loud, I should be leaving. It was in Wildwood, New Jersey, and I'm like, well, let's just stay here and fucking drink, but I can't even talk to, and then I was staying at this chick's house, I woke up the next morning, and I'm just like... I can fucking, you know, I'm, it's ringing like a fucking, mm-hmm. we're next to a, a fire department. Luckily, uh, I blamed it on her. <laughs> no, you don't want to even think it was Wildwood. I think it was one of those, like, little fucking shittier towns. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but like a seaside. One of those places. <laughs> Fuck them. Where were you? What beach were you when I saw you, uh, you were down in Jersey? Oh, um, Manilokan? I don't even know what the yeah, Olympics. I don't even know. I don't know shit about I that. Get old fucking Dave right now. Let me just tell you, it's supposed to be very fancy. It just seemed like the Jersey Shore to me. Same exact thing. No, I mean the beach itself was absolutely beautiful. We left to go out to dinner at one point, and it was like people really dress like this. I thought it was all like a, I, I mean, I knew that there are people like that in the world. The things these girls were wearing, I couldn't freaking believe it we're in a nice restaurant and like well the problem is now jersey shore has made it even more acceptable they made it so acceptable and uh they uh also reassigned in the jersey so as soon as they're uh, i guess they'll be good back this summer for their fifth yeah. year as soon as they got why the we're watching them in italy mm-hmm They'll be down seaside just fucking drinking it up. So that has to be the last one. If this thing doesn't end in like a massive murder suicide, <laughs> it'd be so oh, please. fucking depressed. Did you see that video I tweeted the Guidos on the way to Six Flags? I've never. It oh, was, this is they going got around stuck, everywhere now, right? They got stuck in the tornado on the way to Six Flags. I, I must have watched it 20 times in a row. It was the 
fucking funniest thing. I wanted to be friends with these people. They were so funny. They're like, dude, there's a tornado in Connecticut. And that's the one that was, you know, a pretty massive tornado. Massive tornado. It actually hit one of my ex's town. It hit right a small town. Well, you bring this guy up so much, I know you want him back. Well, they're all different. When I say it could be no, any, so there's sad. five. It's so sad, isn't it, ex? <laughs> Come on. Uh, here's one that you uh, tweeted. Uh, I always pay for dinner. It's my way of apologizing for being insane. You always pick up dinner? Usually, yeah. I've supported the last couple, the last couple of boyfriends I had. But you only pick up dinner for him. Yeah. Because I was going to say we should all go out and eat after oh, the I show. Could, I could do that on your dad's card. Yeah, I mean technically it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> um, go through these tweets of yours. Uh, all charm, all impulsiveness, all disdain. Ooh. I can't take credit for that. I pulled it from something. I pulled it from a book or something, and I can't remember where, which I feel bad about. I want my death to seem comedic to me, even as it's happening. Hmm. I don't, don't even remember, remember tweeting <laughs> that. <laughs> Was there context? Was I tweeting about other no. stuff? It I asked these guys to, to pull some tweets yes. of yours, and they did like 17... <laughs> Pages. <laughs> There's no editorializing. With my guys, like I need to, I need to pull into this. They're like, here's the raw materials you want. <laughs> I have a feeling that if I asked them for lunch, they'd show up with flour and water mm -hmm. and a live cow. <laughs> um, I'm jealous that your interns get to do that on a mass thing. That sounds like a fun assignment. You could do it anytime you want. I would love to. I love this. I love pulling clips. I'm like between the unmasked, you know, between the unmasked and the RBIs. There's just like a ton of great things that people could uh, people brought up. There's so much that like that could be. Uh, publicized I mean with what there's people say really great things to you like things that I've never heard them say to other people when we make it a point of not publicizing anything and not letting anyone know, know how good it is yeah that the show is interesting at all well it makes all the listeners feel special I guess no. they should um here's here's one that you said he's worse than a creep He's an eager, awkward creep. Mm. Know who you were talking about there? Yeah, I think I was actually talking about a listener. I felt it was the only time I ever said something bad about. Who were you talking a about? A Some caller? Guy, the guy who called in from Austin. He was a swinger. He was like that young kid. And oh he's like, yeah. I'm a swinger, and it was just he just gave me out. Well, the word swinger. It's so odd for a young person to say. Yeah. Yeah, like swinger and nudist are two terms. That are never working. Yeah, we should retire those. Like, just say we have sex with a bunch of people. <laughs> like, we swing, but no, swingers are always like, you know, it's not just about the sex. There's a lot of yeah, sure there is. Hmm. I don't know what you're writing here. Here's some shit about Hicks. Fuck. What if I told you it was good? Oh, thanks. <laughs> then I'd be lying to you. Ouch. Leslo. Oh, you read a Ronnie B quotes. 
Mm. I didn't know they even did this. Well, here you are talking with Nathan Bremer, Mm -hmm. the person that you felt was too good for you. (laughs) He really was. He was way too pulled together. Yeah, I used to write into Ronnie B. quotes a lot. What happened? I, I Well, I used to be sitting at the desk, so it was like I was sitting at a desk and I could do that. Usually I'm running around town listening now. Um. All right, this one, you're going to, this is one to make you fucking cringe about yourself. The itty bitty titty committee just denied my application. They told me to try the itty shitty titty committee instead. That's a terrible fucking joke. I think it's a great joke. Really? Because I hate it when men are like, oh, they don't have to be big. It's not a matter of size. It's if they're good or not. There's like good breasts and there's bad breasts. Why do you listen to anything that men say? No, I know. I guess I shouldn't. They're wrong about everything. You shouldn't listen to men or women. Um, Radio Shark has something to tell us. Go ahead, Shark. I'm doing a crossword puzzle and I need help with a word. Okay. All right, it's 15 across. It's a six-letter word, and it starts with W. It says, it can be roasted at a picnic or by Republicans on TV. That's really good. You're doing the wiener joke, huh? Wiener? Okay, that works. That works. I got another one. Let's see, nine down, a four-letter word. Starts with a J and ends in a K. It says, to pull or yank abruptly, or the slang for a person who welches on his bets. All right, we'll talk to you later. Uh, bye. Oh, he's the strangest fucking guy ever. Well, Seriously, no one's fucking weirder. <laughs> and he may be the last person that has a phone that sounds like it hangs up instead of an off button. Well, he definitely just hung up. There's no doubt about it. He just fucking hung up. Do you know what you mean, though? I he like, clicks into yeah, the cradle. I didn't, I, 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 it never would have dawned on me. But Fezzi was 100% right. Like, it's the old-fashioned... Like a movie like, sound effect. Yeah. Well, there's like... Like, there's... When, it, when phones used to have that bottom thing. Yeah, yeah the handset and the bass. Yeah. It's, and it would move. It would, like... And on a cord. <laughs> He's been around a long time. I will actually say this. He ruined 9-11 for me. And that's all I'll say about that story. What a jerk. He ruined 9-11. It could have been the nicest day ever. Well, we got to get ready to uh, wrap you up, J.A., because the last hour is going to be live, and that means you disappear. Mm-hmm. You'll be out of our uh, lives. Higgs, what letter grade would you uh, give her today? Oh, with the uh, with the Grateful Dead and the crazy tweets, A+. plus. Wow, shocks me. Wow. And what letter ge- grade do you give yourself? I don't know. I'd say a uh, C. C? Yeah. Fez, what letter grade do you give? I give uh, J.A. Lawson's an A+. Plus. I give myself an F-. minus. Why? Just uh, n- not a good day. I would have given you an I for incomplete. Mm. But you did come up with that thing uh, later, you know, about that um, the old-style telephone. True. You know, that was one of my favorite things. Well, it was great to see you today. I appreciate the fact that you're a little late, uh, so I'm going to take a letter grade off for that. <laughs> He's up. I hope you had some fun stopping in here. I love stopping in here. Um, 
We ought to get another a mask. Here's what I want to do sometimes when I do a best of and have some of the. I want to bring some of the unmasked gang in. You, HTG, a Mikey boy, uh, a Just John, or any of the people that we know and have seen quite a few of them, and maybe uh, bring up some of their favorites. Fuzz, you got anything new planned for Unmasked? Uh, nothing to announce right now. Well, this is the one that you feel is ready to go. Uh, no, not that I could say. Is there one that you feel sure is going to happen? Not ninety percent. No, not not ninety percent. Where I would announce you it. have an eighty percent. An eighty percent. Um, Should I just pick up a fucking phone book and call randomly and hope that sooner or later a carrot top picks up? So nothing that I that I feel confident saying out loud. All right, write one down for me on a piece of paper, very very quickly because we're about to go into uh, the break here. Um, by the way, Roe from Long Island would like to step in on Wednesday. I'll grow up. Yay. Seriously, what's the real one? Give me the real one. Um, I don't have a real one locked up yet that I feel confident about. No, you don't feel down. confident. Well, what are you working on big? Write it down for me. I'm starting to wonder if at all, Hicks. Don't wonder. Seriously, that's, you know how long that's been crazy talk. Give me a real one. Give me one that I can leave here today and feel great about myself. Um, trying this one. Because you're even mad that these don't get publicized more, right? Oh, completely. It's Fess's cake. It's the producer. <laughs> trying that. Come on. Seriously. All this stuff, it feels like I'm looking at uh, an old calendar. It looks like I'm looking at Time Tunnel right now. What are you going to do the rest of your day today? Meet strangers? Um, yeah, I think I'm meeting up with the significant other. Someone else's other? Is that mm, what you mean by that? My my own significant no. other. The party you had the other night? Yes. Sorry none of us could have made it. Um, <laughs> but we have to be invited first. Hicks, did you get the invitation? I didn't get shit. Is this another weekend you sat alone by yourself? Yeah, that's right. Watch the OTB channel. You still trying to make free base? You still can't pull it off properly? <laughs> you don't need to now that they have crack. <laughs> Never thought of it like that. <laughs> it's ready done. It's like fucking trying to... Uh, to me, it's like trying to fucking... Rub two rocks together. You don't need to do this, guys. We have matches. What's that? You got one for me? Um, blow, blow me away here at the end of the show today. Make me just go, holy shit. I can't wait to come to work tomorrow. You just... Uh, do you remember that we've been through all these conversations before? And this last one you wrote down just says blueberries. The standalone fruit. Well, we go to a break here. Uh, Hicks, when we get back, will it be Tuesday or Wednesday? When we get back, it'll be Tuesday. Okay, I can't. So this whole show's been Tuesday. This has been. Tuesday. I can't believe I'm this fucking wired on a Monday. It's not good. We need to get you some rest. I just had a whole weekend to myself. You need some. But the sleep. craziness of downtown. I don't think I'm going to make it as a fucking lawyer. I don't think that's going to work out for me. Don't say that about yourself. 
Thanks. You believe in me then? Fully. We're going to get you to law school. <laughs> Ball school is more like it. By the way, I'm having a party next weekend. <laughs> and I'm not going to hold grudges. I want you there. All right? Because it should... I don't want to this become like a tit-for-tat relationship. <laughs> All right? I want it to be tit-for-tit or tat-for-tat. Can I come? Yeah, well, I need awesome. somebody to watch the coat room. All right, I don't want to have to come if I'm just watching coats. <laughs> no problem, Joe Mayo. Hey, stop tapping the glass. Really proud of doing that. Yeah, uh, he was. All right, uh, that's it for us. We're in the break. Thank you for being here. Thanks again. And uh, the next time that you come back, we're going to be doing your top five car songs. And we're going to... Uh, I'm just fucking rambling. I'm just actually talking crazy talk right now. So, uh, that's it. See you back live in just a couple seconds. Ron and Fez Show. Congratulations. The Ron and Fez Show. On the virus. My mama told me when I was young. We're all on silver stars. This is live right now. We're just cutting in and listening to this. Lady Gaga is in our uh, fishbowl slash lobby uh, as we speak. And uh, I just came in from Grand Jury and saw all the excitement. She is uh, curing listeners. Um, a little blind girl she touched. That girl can see now. Uh, two people got out of wheelchairs. And a kid with buck teeth now has uh, normal teeth. Jesus Christ. L- literally. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. Like Jesusine Christ. Now, I saw little Jimmy has turned and is a uh, fan now. Are you joining too, Hicks? Well, I think I've always been a little monster. Oh, I didn't know that, really? Sure. Uh, people... People are feeling it because this is, you know, here's the thing that I will give her. She is of this era. You don't have a lot of people that you can say, all right, this reminds you exactly of this era. And I always think it's important to have that touch tone. Somebody who's just a giant star for whatever reason. Yeah, she's been the biggest to come out. It's crazy. It's been real fast, too, it seems like. Well, that's what would stay in there. Yeah, she's staying there, and she's going to, she's going to be with you, Hicks, throughout your entire life now. All right, I guess that's good. But you know, uh, Michael Jackson's uh, thriller coat is being auctioned today. That's where Light Lady Gaga is coming in. She's like kind of the Michael Jackson of now. Now you can say easily, well, she's not as big as Michael Jackson. Yeah, I know. I didn't say she was. But she's the biggest pop star right now. She's where Michael Jackson was to his generation. This new album was basically, it seems like her throw. I mean, it was the highest, you know, ridiculous amount of sales in the first couple days. For these days, yes. For these days, yeah. You know, Michael Jackson would have fucking seriously (laughs) taken her fucking sales and put them in his fucking good glove. Um, Here's uh, Joe. Joe, you're on my fez. 
Hey, Ron, you said that Lady Gaga is there uh, healing people. Mm -hmm. I want to know um, if she touches Fez, what's going to happen? Are you ready to heal, Fez? I, yes, I would love to heal, get boy. Heal, heal. Not that kind. What kind? The 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 healing power. What would you uh, like to happen? Uh, just see, and I'll get my brain fixed so that I'm not so nutty. Don't. You were born this way. So that's supposed to be the point, though. Born this way? Yeah, that's it. What if you were born a racist? I guess you're a little monster, too. What if you were born homophobic? Accept me as I am. Uh, Rob, Delaware, you're on live with Ron and Fez. Hey, Ronnie, how are you? Hey, Born I just again. wanted to let you know I'm having a nice piece of blueberry pie with French vanilla ice cream. It's delicious. You know, um, that's become Fez's new thing. The blueberry things, and I've, I've actually been talking about this. I think... Uh, we need to uh, start marketing uh, blueberry shirts. We got to own that little part of the market. Uh, Jack in Vermont, you're on Run of Fez. Oh, hey, Ron, I just wanted to say that chick was absolutely brutal. Uh, a C would be the grade I give her. I mean, whining about how hard her little life is, and oh my gosh, I hate happy people. And she fucking put Looks Like Rain in her top five dead, one of the cheesiest Bobby songs ever. Where the fuck was the estimated profit? I would much rather hear a best of of Davy Mac killing it than some fucking... Do, do, you, do you fucking... Seriously. fucking go, Ron? You suck. Do you realize that there's nothing wrong with your fucking fingers and you could change the fucking channel anytime you want, you fuck? I could be on fucking four weeks of best of, period. I'm trying to come back here and give you programming. No one appreciates You fuck. Seriously, at some fucking point in your life, some fucking girl made you fucking feel like you had a tiny little dick, so you spend the rest of your life fucking hating women who talk. And you want to fucking join in with other people. Oh, that fucking cunt. Shut the fuck up. And if you were fucking here now, you'd say... Nothing, you fucking pussy, you impotent fucking zilch. Shut the fuck up. Every fucking day I'm seeing these crazy shit, fuck, blah, blah, blah. I hop on a train and jump up here, do an hour live, and bring a listener in so we can keep the fucking show going for three hours till I get back in the next day. Doing what I fucking can here. She was terrific. She was fun. You know what? If it was just somebody who was okay, I wouldn't want them in. I want people who are going to make you say I love them, I don't love them, whatever. I want both. She came in fucking blazing. So you sit in the fucking shadows and fucking whine out and feel strong. You fucking zero. Uh, Bill, you're on Run of Fez. Yeah, Ronnie, absolutely. Give me that dude's number. J.A. came in and 
dominated that show. Fantastic by J.A., Brazilian Julie. I am loving it. I'm driving my tour bus, just listening to the show, loving it, dude. Here's what I love about J.A. She came in and said things that she knows are probably a little too honest. Knows that some people are going to get weirded out by it. But at least she's not some fucking fraud fucking calling up to say one thing and say another. Just be honest. I'll fucking let people fucking say they don't like things. But don't fucking fake what you want to call by. You fucking impotent nothing. You don't have to listen to the fucking show. That's it. Uh, Jay in Texas, you're on Fez. Yeah, Ronnie B. She was uh, absolutely sexy, man. Uh, everything about her uh, had a health, half a boner the whole time she spoke. It was just unbelievable. Uh, here's Andrew. Andrew, you're on Fez. Hey, Ron. Hey, Fez. How are you guys doing? Good. Hey, I just wanted to say that I last caller. Thing like that, you know, you can't talk about pics like that. I mean, I thought her pics were great. You know, the Grateful Dead are, you know, they're so open to interpretation for everybody, you know. I don't know what this guy's problem was that, you know, he feels like he's got to, you know, call it and rip someone's, you know, songs that are probably good to them on a very personal level. I just it, think that was a, you know, real low thing to do. Actually, that's the fucking fun thing about doing the five is like you never know. Like you said, uh, some songs, you're like, this is a great song, but some songs... You love just because you're having a great fucking time at a party and this song came on and you're like, this is my fucking tune. But particularly with the Grateful Dead, you could bring in 15 people and you might not be able to match a song up between them. Um, here's uh, Ray. Ray, you're on Ron Fez. Hey, Ron. Um, yeah. That guy wouldn't listen to Eastside Dave so much. Someone put together like an eight-hour, three-part series of uh, Eastside Dave clips on uh, Torrent. See, this, oh, okay. this is the fucking beauty of it. Uh, Dave also wouldn't like that. Just like I don't like it if someone fucking runs down any of the other fucking shows around here. No, it's just stupid, bitchy, fucking nothing talk. Um, here's, uh, let's go over here to uh, Bob. Bob, you're on my face. Ron, your national treasure. Who is that guy who pissed you off? I want to fuck him up. How many how many hundreds of songs does the dead have? How could it's open for interpretation? Your top five. You Who's you that fucking idiot. Yeah, you never know. You never know. And I will tell you, not only is there songs I don't like, there's some great bands that I personally don't like. Who knows? Doesn't mean that I'm right. That's the beauty of putting these lists. To start fucking conversation. Not this guy to run up that thing like, oh, the cunt. Like every woman. Oh, I'm sorry women weren't born with a penis. I know that you wish they were so you could get on your knees and suck that fat fucking dick like you fucking want to do. But, you know, oh, fucking because of society. Then you got to act like, oh, no, I fucking I fuck chicks. And then I just go out and drink with my friends. Until they pass out and you fucking nestle up next to them and try to fucking huff their fucking drug breath. That's date rape. Um, here's uh, Tom and Madison. You're in my face. Hey, buddies. Uh, greetings from Cheesehead Land. I, I dug her. I dug Jill Ronnie. I mean, I, I've always fascinated how other people think, other people live, and. You know, it, it was a different take. It was a fresh take, if you haven't heard it before. And these 
like you were saying, the women haters out there. I, I love women. I, I just, anything to get another insight. I don't understand people. I just don't. Don't get the closed-mindedness, you know? But, well, yeah, she was cool. Have her on again, Ronnie, by he, all means. Here's the other beauty thing about J.A. And she never came in here and said, hey, I want everybody to live like me. She fucking knows some of the shit she does. I mean, she works on some of the stuff. Other stuff she should be working on. She's like, oh, no, I don't do that anymore. I'm back to my old way. Whatever. She was up front. She was honest. It was a way to spend the afternoon with a nice person. That's all. Uh, here you go, Andy. You're on my face. Hey, Ron. Hey, dude, listen, I, I just gotta, I gotta completely agree with you. That guy doesn't know how to, how to, how, how to uh, handle any crazy pussy, evidently. Yeah, I, you know, and he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to do anything. I have no problem with anybody who wants to turn the fucking uh, show off. Good. Chris, you're on my face. Hey, Ronnie, um, I just wanted to say, I, you know, I'm not even a freaking uh, Grateful Dead fan, and I listen to those songs, and guess what? Now I'm going to go back and try to listen to them, you know, because it's kind of turned me on to some shit I didn't know. And he's a gigantic pussy, because he hung up the phone as soon as he got his little piece in, he hung up, he didn't even wait for you, he couldn't even take it, he couldn't even, he could dish it out, but he couldn't take it. Yeah, you know, the, the fucking thing is, I, I know it had something to do with something else. Why would anyone sit around for three hours and listen to something they didn't like. That's why I never fucking pay attention to the people who bitch. Because you'd have to be a fucking moron to go back to a show that you don't like. It would mean that you have nothing else fucking happening. You th this makes you the fucking radio equivalent of a cutter. You enjoy being pissed off. Uh, Eric, you're on Run of Fez. Hey, Ron, I just want to get to the, uh, the root of all this anger you have today. What's going on? Here's what happens. I, I will tell you fucking exactly. I'm seeing this awful fucking shit in Grand Jury. I hop in a train and try to get here for the end of the show to fucking... And people are bitching about the stuff that we do. The, I could fucking ro roll with best ofs right now. My boss is fucking very cool about that. I ask some fucking listeners to come in, fill some space, give me somebody to bounce off to. I'm not saying you, hey, this is a brand new show in the new direction. This is just what we're doing right now. We're meeting some of the people who listen to the program. Stupid fucks. Um... Let's go over here to uh, Greg. Greg, you're on Ron Fess. Ronnie, thank you for giving us fresh stuff every day, man. That, that, that's first. But I, I didn't know who this J.A. Lawson chick was. She was awesome, man. She, uh, like, it seemed like she'd been doing radio forever. She was honest. She didn't try to interject all the time. She laid back, let you do your thing. She was um, very comfortable. She was conversational. And this is more difficult than most people realize. Because guess what? The people that you, that you listen to doing radio... Have fucking skills. If you hear somebody doing a fucking show and they're in there and they're filling those four hours up every fucking day, they're skilled at it. I happen to work side by side with some fucking great broadcasters here. On this station, up and down the hall, great fucking people. 
Um, here's Trucker Bob. You're on my face. Hey, boys. Yeah, that guy was just a moron, man. Had to be lying about it. He was obviously captivated by the interviewer. He'd have turned it off. I mean, I thought it was great. Y'all keep it up. Thank you, buddy. No, I don't, you know, I don't need a bunch of people now sticking up for us or whatever. I'm just saying, why fucking start this thing? And yeah, the one caller was right. I got a lot of fucking things driving me nuts right now. I was trying to get back here, do some stuff for the hour. Because I need a fucking break from that grand jury tomorrow. I know. It's awful. Call me in sick tomorrow. Tomorrow I'll come in and do the show live. Oh, boy. Because I can't keep going on like this. Either that or I'm going to become a grand jurist, a professional grand jurist. Wait, what? You just do that full time? You know, it almost like, remember when they um, they kept doing the Hannibal, the cannibals? I don't know what. The one was just called Hannibal. And yeah. like Starling ran off with them at the end. Mm-hmm. That's going to be me with the law. Like I'm going to act like I'm against the law. And at the fucking last moment, I'll just uh, uh, join them. I didn't see this swerve coming. Uh, John in Arizona, you're on a fez. Hey, Ronnie B. You, just a second ago, you said that you bring some callers in to talk to them to bounce some things off of. Why can't you bounce stuff off your partner? I do that. Whenever Fez feels right, he jumps in. Whenever he feels like good, jumped in. You jumped in a couple times yesterday, right, Fez? Uh, just a couple, yeah. You were there. Rocking and ruling and whatnot. Uh, Brian, you're on running Fez. Ronnie B. Hang in there, buddy. Hey, um, I got my camera ready. I'm ready to over to NYC. Are you offering any type of reward for a picture of Fezzy in the movie theater watching a movie? I don't need one. Fez has already told me the truth when he uh, refused, when he refused to actually put up on it. That's when I knew. That's when I knew he'd been lying to us. He's seen movies. Um, Rich... Rich in Buffalo, you're in manifest. Hey, Ronnie, I thought that uh, Jay was awesome. She brings a unique perspective. And, uh, you know, these people are just like the kind of people who write the captions under the supermodel's photograph. It says, oh, she's okay, or, you know, she has a weird lip or something. It's just bizarre how these people have to be negative on everything. It's fucking true. That guy's fucking just sitting at home scraping his fucking cock with a grapefruit spoon while he listens to her talk. Um, Mitch, you're on Fez. Mitch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know exactly who that guy was that called in bitching. It's a fucking dumb boyfriend, ex-boyfriend of hers. Well, I wonder how many exes she has out there. I think she said five, right? Yeah. That was a number. See if um, Lady Gaga wants to come down here and fill in a little bit. I try to approach her, but I think I might get my knees broken by Master Joe. And I think there's outside security as well, just surrounding the door to the fishbowl. How much you missed that Master Joe? Love the Master Joe. Always give him a pound whenever I see him. He was always our buddy at uh, 57th Street. Hell yeah. He's the best. Actually, he was the only one we could get along with. 
All the rest of them we didn't like. Yeah, really. Uh, Bill in Boston, you're running Fez. I would just like to address the listeners who call up and complain about anything they hear on the radio. Go back to terrestrial radio. XM is a place of different material. Fuck you. Go back from where you came from. I can't deal with it anymore. I understand. But you know what? If they go back there, they'll just fucking bitch at those people. It's just, this is as old as fucking radio. The guy who calls up, says something, it's fucking stupid, and then fucking runs off and, you know, shocked that the next fucking 40 callers weren't backing him up. What a douche. There's some people out there that don't like our own fucking Pepper Hicks, if you can believe that. Those people go straight to fucking hell. Be careful. Because you're a lapsed Catholic. Yeah. Uh, Todd, you're on a fez. Hello? Yeah. Once, twice. See you, Todd. Hello? Uh, Michael, Jersey. Hey, big ass card holder 46. Just want to thank you, Ron, for coming in and doing that when you have so much else going on. And I thought Jay Lawson's was great yesterday. It makes me want to sign up for Twitter. Finally. See you, buddies. Finally, we're pushing that Twitter. I was born this way. She had blue hair when I walked by her. I only saw her feet. There was a lot of people clamoring to get a look at the Gaga. Well, they were all sitting nicely. Uh, I was on 37th floor. <laughs> what are you doing up there? I was told that it couldn't go near the fishbowl. That was the... Uh, I walked right in right by it. Everybody's really? like, Everyone's like, hey, Jeremy Coleman stopped me. He was talking to me about something. You're Ron Banks and you deserve that. I Actually, I saw Jeremy do something very antisocial, but out of my love for that man, I'm not going to... I actually am giving him a present right now. And not repeating what I saw him do. <gasps> Is that bad? I'll just tell you this. It had something to do with food. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. But I adore that guy. So as a little gift to him, mum's the word. Hope he appreciates that. Yeah. You owe me now, Jeremy. Big time. It is the Ron Fez Show. On a Tuesday and tomorrow at, is it 11 o'clock we start? 11 a.m. 11 a.m. We will be live. Uh, I'm taking off tomorrow. I, you won't get in trouble? I mean. Yes, I will. Oh. But I can't take it anymore. And if it means I got to do another month, so be it. Well, that's the fucking penalty? You know, they've brought that up that you'll just be re-put back into it. It's like the fucking Spanish Inquisition. This is ridiculous. It's like fucking torture. Um, let's go over here, Thomas. Show around a fest. Yeah, I know uh, everybody's pissed about this guy talking shit about J.A., but I'm still pissed about that fucking piece of shit that called and said Will Chamberlain's better than Shaq Fu. First of all, Wilt Chamberlain was a god. A black god. The man played for 
And listen to me, ladies and gentlemen, the single best season team of all time was in 1967. Philadelphia 76ers. Billy Cunningham, Hal Greer. This is the thing that's known. The only fucking team that got in the way of that fucking, the endless amount of Celtics fucking wins. Read your goddamn sports history books. Know a little bit about the National Basketball Association. It was all right. I God bless spirits. Shaq. Look, I'm not taking anything away from I, I was at a fucking store one time, and they had his own shoes there, his real shoes that he wore. Awesome. No, they were the biggest. Uh, people would see the size of his actual feet and started throwing up. <laughs> they had a bucket next to his shoes. That's convenient. So that when you saw how big they were, you could puke into it. Did you sit in, sit in them and get a picture? Jeff, you're on the run. I don't know what cinnamon is, but I'm on your side. Um, But if I did cinnamon... I'd get a fucking picture. Jeff, you're on Ronnie Fez. Hey, Ronnie B. Yeah. I had a grand jury duty about two months ago. It really sucks, man. It sucks the life out of you, is what it does. I feel for you. Um, a joke? Maybe make you feel a little bit better? I kind of hate jokes, but go ahead. Um, why'd the pervert cross the road? What is that? His dick was stuck in the chicken. Oh, God, I do hate jokes so much. I just despise jokes. I really do. Um, Danny and Philly, you're on Ronnie Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, I, I, I was a real big fan of the Jay Lawson's interview, but I have to admit, when, when, she brought, when you brought up the Grateful Dead, I just turned me off. I'm not a fan, but I'm not going to bitch and cry about it. I'm just, you know, turning off, do something else, come back. No, I'm interested. Who are you a fan of? Uh, Dave Matthews band. So you, there's no band that you go. This is my fucking band. I love this music. Well, I just I'm just not a fan of the Dead. You know. Yeah, but I I didn't ask you that. I said who for you, Danny and Philly. Who? Yeah. What is music that can always change your mood, make you feel good? Uh, can change my mood. I don't know. Um, you know what? I I I probably go fish. How can seriously? How can you sit down? All right, give me five fish songs right now. Uh, you can't fucking do it. You just threw out a fucking band that you heard him say before. You heard Hicks say fish during that last show, so you threw it out. Nice jam, baby. You couldn't even bring up one fucking fish song. Chuck Plus Torture. Come on. That's the fucking big one. I like uh, all kinds of music, really. <laughs> all kinds of music is good. You know when people don't really like music when they say that. My favorite brand is um, the radio. I like different types of things. Um... You know, like, there's some of the songs that you hear. <laughs> you know that you, there's some people that are not that fucking, they're not that connected to music. I get it. There's some people that don't like fucking football. But I'm going to say something to each and every one of you people that's listening to the show. A, first of all, I appreciate it. B, I can't have the same fucking opinion on you as every goddamn thing in the world. Get that through your fucking nugget now. And another thing is, you don't want to fucking hang out with people who feel the same exact way you do about everything. Then you become a fucking zilch. A zero. A fucking nobody. <sighs> Justin, you're on my face. Hey, Ronnie. 
hey, you know, I guess I just didn't under I just don't understand the logic of calling in and tell you how bad something was. I listen to you almost every day. Every once in a while, there's a bit that's not for me. I just go do something else and come back. I don't take it quite so personal as I think this guy did. Well, th- there is something to do. You know, here's the thing. When it always has to do with a fucking woman in this world. Oh, this fucking bitch, this whore. And you know that for some fucking reason, some woman somewhere made him feel like the fucking dickless loser that he fucking turned out to be. Somebody fucking giggled when he pulled his fucking pants down. I don't know what happened to him. One of his nuts is a different size. Whatever fucking goes wrong with people. No, he's going to fucking spend the rest of his life kneeling across broken glass in his garage. Fucking just ripping up Hustler magazines as he fucking... Whores! You fucking whores! I'll kill all you fucking whores! He's fucking... Stabbing at his fucking ball sack with a fucking fork. Why? Why? Uh, Jake, you're on my face. My hot bone, buddy. Yeah. Uh, I go way back with you guys. I'm trying to figure out who this guy is. I mean, I, I used to love Fez, but is he the one that was talking about cinnamon or something? Because he doesn't sound like himself anymore. He's, his voice is going through a different kind of thing. But... My prediction is it looks like the new Fez is going to kick the rat balls off the old Fez. Hicks, you want any of that fucking money? You want to put some fucking money up? I'm a gambling man, but not that kind. Because I'm loving new Fez. I'm loving where he's going. If you fucking, seriously, folks, if you want to fucking find out what's going to be happening, where the next iClouds is coming from, Keep an eye on Watley, because he's moving, zipping ahead. And maybe in the future, we're all going to change our voices. That'll be the fucking beauty of it. A perfect future. Um, Sean, you're on What's up, buddies? Hey, uh, Ronnie, uh, USA kicks off their Gold Cup campaign tonight, I think 8 o'clock in the East, against uh, arrivals to the North, Canada. Jesus Christ, let me tell you something. We got to win this fucking cup. You know what I mean? This is important. Big time. I can't. 12-0-1 and I last 13 in the Gold Cup if I'm, if I'm right. I could be wrong, but... Does anybody make you as nervous as that fucking Mexico, though? How I despise them. Yeah. No, it's tough. I mean, they got the little the little P up there running up top. He's a good player. I mean, well, you know what? No, don't get me wrong. I don't hate them as a country or as a soccer team. I just despise losing to them. Oh, absolutely. It's no painful. feeling in the world. And their fans that come here and fucking cheer over our fans, it's terrible. So, yeah. United States of America, ladies and gentlemen, let's do it. We've got 50 fucking states, all right? And we need to pull together like we're 10 fucking fists. I want fucking, seriously, two hands of fist. That's Jesus. where I'm going. It's a fucking crazy fist hand. It is. It's fucking on the edge. It's come a boxer. Um, Craig, you're on a fez. Craig, once, twice, you're gone. Um, 
Wes, you're on the Run of Fez show. Fuck these motherfuckers calling in, bitching about the earlier part of the show. If they lived in the shithole that I lived in and couldn't turn on their radio, local radio, and hear fucking Pixies or Uncle Tupelo or, for that matter, Ron and Fez and Opie and Anthony, they would be happy to write that fucking check to pay for their satellite bill. That's all I got to say. Love you, Ronnie B. Bye. Boy, I tell you, if I lived down there in, seriously, fucking Bug Scab, Mississippi... But you Just like farmers. waiting for the fucking Black Legion meetings that were coming up later. Fucking whispering to my check when I was, when like you're filling out a job application. You got to say your check. Hey, honey, how many K's in KKK? I'm just going to put K, etc. All right, we need to break here. Fez has got a new read for you. And he can't wait to fucking do it. He is all lined up to knock this one out of the park. It's a live read, right? Yes. And that's where you come alive? Uh, yeah, I'm alive for the live read. You could have put it anywhere in the show. You could have done it. You could do it while I'm talking about other stuff. I'm taking phone calls. Live read that. Live read it any which way you want to go. So we break. We come back. Brand new live read from our own Fez Watley. He's got it all typed. Go like this with it, Fez. It's all typed up and ready to go. It's going to be a good one. Right back. By the way, listen very closely because there might be a contest about Fez's live read. Right back. We're on a Fez show. The virus. Ron and Fez. The Ron and Fez show. The Ron and Fez show. On the virus. show what's happening down there with Gaga now it's cleared out it's gone I know it must be because I see Sam's leaving <laughs> was he all excited he seemed pumped up for the Gaga the whole building was a buzz it's weird very strange I'd be a lot more excited if Congressman Weiner was coming in here to I'll tell you, talk about a guy who, why do we act like we care about it today? Because we won't in two weeks. Nope, no one will give a shit. But they are absolutely sure uh, that they care about it now. But it, I guess I guess he realized it because he had made it, say he's not going to res- resign because he knows it's going to be gone. It's something else will jump on the headlines in fucking two, you know, three days. Yeah, but it won't be so easy for people that aren't funny to come up with a wiener joke. I fucking seriously have hate 
hate the way every fucking TV show is doing their own version of better headlines. And it's not fucking funny. First of all, do you use the word wiener after the age of three? No. Maybe you're describing a hot dog. I wouldn't even say that then. I'd say fucking hot dog. Oh, Frankfurter. I don't say Frankfurter. <laughs> I don't say Flapjack. Those are fucking stupid names. The Daily News and the New York Post, they both went away from the uh, wiener part. Uh, the Post went with naked truth today after the admission. And then the New York Daily News went with, yeah, I'm a schmuck. See, they're even bored with the wiener jokes. Yeah, they're fucking above it. They're, yeah, the they're New like, York Post is above it. That's fucking bad. When the New York Post is going, the wiener jokes have really had their run. Uh, Kevin, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddies. Hey, I kind of picked up yesterday that uh, Pepper had lined up a documentary for you to go see last night, and I was wondering uh, what it was and how it was. Uh, it was a documentary called Page One, and it was uh, about the New York Times and the fact of the matter of, uh, you know, like the Tribune Company has one under, um, and most newspaper companies are in very, very bad shape. And what's going to happen when we finally lose all the the newspapers? Even locals will disappear? Is this thing? Well, locals are all but disappeared now. They're, uh, are, you, are you talking like when you get to a small town and their yeah, newspaper? Their yeah, if you look at it, there's very little staff writing and any of that kind of stuff. Um, well, people don't buy newspapers. It's that fucking simple. They go online... And they get links that link up to fucking stuff the journalists have done before. Yeah. They always go on George Report and follow his fucking shit. Yeah, but, post or whatever. but what you're following is to a newspaper. <laughs> like, J Drudge doesn't really write, and the Huffington no. Post doesn't really write. They link on to the, the pages of newspapers, yet they're, apparently they get better ad dollars than the actual newspaper does. So uh, we might have that director come in here, maybe even somebody from the Times. This is a fucking interesting thing to see what will happen to us. Well, the fucking iPad is trying to save it in some way, just so they have a tablet newspaper. But it's the same thing as online. Well, I guess yesterday Jobs said that uh, he's got a new uh, app, too, that's going to do something for all the news and magazines and stuff. Thank God for Jobs. Uh Here's uh, Jerry, you're in front of Fez. Hey, boys, what's up? Hey, Fez, it's supposed to be mm, 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 toasty, not tasty. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's it. Is I... a big winner? Yeah, you're a big winner. You are. I had no idea it was going to be what the blue... All right, hold on. So, hold on. Um, sign him up a tea or something and send it to him. Would you, Hicks? So, hold, I wasn't uh, paying all that close attention. You were supposed to read what? what? Mm, 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 toasty. What did you read? I said toasty. I, no, well, that would be right. I, I said tasty. Oh, you said tasty. I said tasty. What's the copy say? It says toasty. What'd you say? I said tasty. If I can be honest here, loving the way you're doing it. think it's better. Um... 
866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Yeah, Toasty just knows that it's warm, but saying it's tasty lets me know it's good. Everyone's with you, and I'm on Fez's side, too. The weird thing is, a lot of these people, they go out and they go, hey, what's our fucking saying going to be? They don't like you, you know, changing it because you think it sounds better, even though you might be right. Like, um, I always thought that a better name for the fucking Philadelphia Eagles would be the convicts. I love it. I like it, too. The people of the Eagle organization aren't care, uh, don't care for it too much. Fucking uptight. Thank you. That's what I said, Lori. Um, let's go over here. Charlie in the box. You're on the Run of Fez show. Ronnie, uh, first, uh, thanks for coming in. And uh, that tasty toasty, that's the best piece of improv Fez has done in years. He's doing a fucking upright citizen brigade on these motherfuckers. UCB status. No one says status anymore, and you know I it. do. I'm bringing it back. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, first of all, I don't know if you're bringing it back if it's never left you. Well, then I guess I'm expanding. But I do like, uh, hey, rocking the cheeseburger status. It's good shit. When that was happening. I don't know why I didn't catch on. <laughs> And see, now people have Facebook statuses, so maybe that'll jump over from there and end the real life. All right, so I'm going for a toasty status. Beautiful. Wait, what did you change it to, Fez? I changed it to tasty. When you said it was the be- favorite part of your commercial, the commercial was, mm, 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 tasty. You even did like a fun little voice on it, mm-hmm. and it was the wrong fucking thing. Do you consider them a standalone sandwich? Yeah, you don't even need chips with that. Um, there's Queen Elizabeth. Hello, Queen. Hello, Ronnie. Hey. Hey, got an Ichiban. Lenny Dykstra, 25 counts, and he was cuffed in court. Yikes. Queen, why do every time I turn around, you battle with somebody? What's happening? What? Who am I battling with? It just seems like every time I hear something about you, it was like, oh, Queen Elizabeth doesn't like me. Queen Elizabeth didn't like my thing. I love you, Ronnie. That's what I know that you do, but you know what I want you to do? I want you to love who I love. I want you to look out there in this big world of ours and just love all the other listeners, too. Your wish is my command. That's all. That's all I've ever wanted you to do is every single thing that I wanted any moment that I wanted to happen. That's all. I'll turn over a new leaf, Ronnie. All right, thanks, honey. Bye-bye. All right, bye. All right, tell we say, Dave, the good news. Those two are chums now. All right, I'll give him the update. Give him the other update. If there isn't some kind of fucking miracle in Dallas, I'm taking a thumb off him. Or I want my, and now you got to figure out how much money it's going to be. Okay, was it double or nothing or still $2 a game? <laughs> double or nothing. Okay. Actually, don't even get cocky too fast. Because I'm... I wouldn't be surprised if the Mavs could come back. It's a fucking wild one. Now, this next game, that's a fucking must win for those assholes. Yeah, if Dirks needs some help, if he gets it, they could pull it off. But otherwise, it's, it's fucking beginning of the LeBron franchise. Mm, thank you. 
LeBron status. And let me tell you something. And I'm going to give you a fucking thing that you don't know because you read the headlines and you don't watch the games. He ain't the best player on that fucking team. Now, Chris Bosh blew up, and then Dwayne Wade's fucking still doing it's it. It's Wade's fucking team. That's fucking Wade's team. He's a couple years older. What is this, Little League, where you're fucking worrying about a guy maturing? I'm worried. I hope he doesn't burn out. <laughs> it's better to burn out than it is to rust. Uh, hey, John, you're on my face. It's Paul. It doesn't matter. Uh, you're going to watch the USA game against Canada tonight? I'm going to. What time is it? What what channel? Uh, 8 o'clock, I believe, Fox Soccer Channel, ESPN. All right, at exactly 8 o'clock on the 202 Friends Twitter, Hicks, I want you to put in there, let's go USA. Let's go USA. Got you it. know what? I'm going to go even, I'm going to take this a fucking step further. Tonight. And this is a fucking, I don't even know where this is coming. Oh, I know where it's coming from. Uh, pure exhaustion. But tonight, during the USA-Canada soccer team, is going to be a search, search, hurry up and search. Holy shit. A big prize is going to go out tonight. Follow 202 friends on the Twitter. What is that? That was the search, search theme. Did we always kick in? Oh, that was just the theme. Oh, I didn't know. All right, so that's what we play under the bed. Uh huh. All right, yeah. good. All right, so uh, let me also let me also say this, uh, and it's something that Fez doesn't think of. What year was Could Jerry? You stop, please. Uh. I'm going to say something that Fez doesn't think of and that Hicks doesn't think of. Happy birthday to Liam. Happy birthday to our buddy Liam. This is a surprise. 49 years old today. He was young. Yeah. And... Um, I actually heard from his friends. They said every year... On his birthday, Liam gets so drunk that he pisses himself. Now, did you know that it was his birthday? I was not aware it was Liam's birthday. Twatley? I didn't know it was Liam's birthday. Leave it up to Ronnie B. That's why a lot of times when I'm making that announcement, pop in the search, search, hurry up and search thing <laughs> as a... Now, I'm going to look at both you guys. How could you not know I wasn't go uh, that I was going for the... For some kind of announcement. Why would you think in the middle when I'm making an announcement, you could hit a button? Because I'm dumb. That was me hitting the button. No, it wasn't, Fez. That was Hicks and his compadres back there. All right, where was I? Oh, Liam. Liam said to me, he goes, well, there's two things that he's doing. A, he cut his hair like Dirk. And he goes, I've got a fucking pull for him. And then uh, B, he said, tonight, birthday night, he's going to try to steal some stuff from the from SiriusXM. Maybe we shouldn't be saying this. Hopefully no one's listening. Um, Management. I didn't understand. Yeah, that's right. Kevin, you're on my Fez. Hey, buddy. 
Yeah. Is this the show from the future or is this from the past? I'm no, so we're fine. in the present right now. And tomorrow's going to be all present radio, okay. too. Cool. Well, I just wanted to say, I, I, I still, to this day, I love drinking my morning coffee and reading the newspaper. I know it sounds a little old-fashioned, but it, it's just one of those things that I've, I've always enjoyed and probably will always still enjoy. I, I get that completely because I do that on vacation. I don't know why I don't want to do it in my house, but if I'm on vacation, I'm like, I need the morning paper. But the problem is um, nobody buys advertising like they used to. Jerry, you're on Ron Fez. Hey, uh, the Draft House Theater in Alamo, Texas is uh, kicking people out for texting and talking. Well, just so you know, it's not Alamo, Texas. It's Austin, Texas, and it's the Alamo Draft House. But uh, this is going completely viral and against, I guess, some girl was kicked out for texting, left this message on the Alamo Draft House uh, machine, and now everybody's uh, laughing at her for it. Do we have it, Hicks? Yeah, I was wondering if you guys actually enjoy treating your customers like a piece of shit, because that's how I felt when I went to the Alamo Draft House. Okay? You know what? I didn't know that I wasn't supposed to text in your little crappy-ass theater. It was too fucking dark in that place for me to find my seat, all right? I was using my phone as a flashlight to get to my fucking seat. So excuse me for using my phone in USA, United States of America, where you are free to text in a theater. I was not aware that I couldn't text in your theater, all right? I've texted in all the other theaters in Austin, and no one ever gave a fuck about what me I was doing in my fucking phone, all right? And it was on silent. It wasn't on loud. It wasn't bothering anybody. You guys, obviously, were being assholes to me. And I'm sure that's what you do, you know, to rip people off. You take my money, and then you throw me out. You know, I will never be coming back to your Alamo draft house or whatever. I'd rather go to a regular theater where people are actually polite. And, you know, I'm going to tell everyone about how shitty you are. And I'm pretty sure you guys are being assholes on purpose. So thanks for making me feel like a customer. Thanks for taking my money, asshole. Some of that I think was sarcastic. Now, Hicks, why were you punching the window during that? No, no reason. There's no reason. Everything's cool. Tell me why you were punching the window. It just uh, something was loaded that should wasn't edited correctly, and I I just I probably have to do the double check things more often. That's all. What was loaded? That's all. Uh, the Alamo Draft House thing and some music in front of it, and I didn't realize. That's why it took a few seconds to. Cue it up and play it because it should have just began at her talking and uh, there wasn't any reason to have music. That now, was my fault. Uh, I hope the other theaters around the country pick up on the fact of how many people are applauding the Alamo Draft House for A, booting this woman, and then B, showing her to be what a fucking nut <laughs> that she is. She's great. <laughs> what a selfish fucking person who doesn't understand what is annoying, annoying about a light going off in a fucking theater while you're watching the movie. That's what I fucking love about it. You will never 
fucking sink through to people like that. You're better to grab them by the seat of their pants and throw them outside. Make them feel like shit. But then I guess they think they're in the wrong. They're, I mean, they're in the right. Fucking Good. assholes. Keep thinking it. Alright, that's it for us. I'm Ron Bennington, or Spez Wiley, our own Chris Stanley. Hey. Now, tomorrow, uh, we're going to be live at 11 o'clock. And then live for the next four hours, like a radio show should be. And for everybody here on the Ron and Fez show, I just want to say, Mmm, 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 tasty! Hey, that's the end of my show. Donk. Donk.